Shut up and sit down. Another week in paradise. We're in March. We are. It is the. Well, I mean, this is technically the second week in March that we're podcasting, right? No, we forgot to mention it last week. That's okay. Now we're matter. now it's now it's Lent. It is. It is. Are you giving anything up this year, babe, for Lent? No, but ready. she's gonna get glitter a, a glitter cross a on glitter her forehead. cross on my forehead. You know. I'm, <laughs> wasn't it you at work where someone was like trying to fucking wash the ashes every, off? It your, happens every year. Someone's trying, like, you got stuff on your forehead and they like lick their finger and try to like get rid well, of the Well, nobody's ashes. ever licked their finger, but people like, do reach for my forehead. Like, what the fuck are you doing, you dumbass Mormon? Don't you know what Ash Wednesday <laughs> is? <laughs> <laughs> fucking, haven't you thought of anyone else's religion besides your own? I mean, I know that you're sheltered. You know the answer to that. No, no, and no. Fucking idiots. This is episode... I'm not even Catholic, and I know that that's a fucking thing. 41. It is episode 41 of the New Utah Podcast. Finally caught up with me. Uh, the New Utah, by the way, does the include age. Catholics. <laughs> Catholics oh. who observe Lent, or pretend that they observe Lent. Yeah, Brie. Catholics that go to Ash Wednesday and have fucking dirt smeared across their forehead. It's not dirt, it's ashes. Ash Wednesday. It's not like they go out in the back and, and get you some know damn what? mud if, on Dirt Wednesday. Guess yeah. what? When I burn shit in a fire, you know, in a fire pit, you go visit your neighbor and get smashed. It turns into fucking dirt. That's true. No, your neighbors probably it's got a lot palms. of ash. They take the Easter palms, and they, they save them. them, and they burn them, yeah. and it makes the I Ash wonder, Wednesday ash. I I didn't go to your church last year for the whole Easter season. How did they? Because it was the new priest then, right? Mm-hmm. How was it? Because I know. When Rob was was the priest, like the the church was pretty freaking decked out. Like it always is, yeah. A decked out church, huh? Well, I mean, they they bring in. <laughs> well, Easter is the Catholic holiday. Like, yeah, I mean, like, without Easter, we don't, you know. Same with Christmas, though, right? To, to, no, no, no. no. Yeah, to be clear, yeah, Easter is the Catholic in, in holiday. most in most of the Christian faiths. Easter is the day. Like yeah. Easter is like that is how you're Christian. Like it's great that this he was dude, born and everything. Yeah, but it's, it's, the cool. fact, it's the fact that he he was rose. born to a virgin. Air quotes uh, in a major air quotes. But the fact that he died is the whole basis well, behind. The, no, the fact that he rose. Yeah, <laughs> that he died and was resurrected. So where does the rabbit come in? What rabbit? Um, the so rabbit? Oh, the rabbit, if know. you if you watch South Park, <laughs> the rabbit actually leads the Papal Society. For some reason, I was like totally like thinking about like killing a rabbit Peter, to decide if you're pregnant. Peter, we're talking about the, the virgin bird. What the fuck? Sissy? They used to. Are you on drugs right now? They used to kill rabbits to do pregnancy tests. So fuck you. That is actually truth. Are you fucking kidding? No. Me? Nope. In what bullshit land was this? Like so is that South Jordan? Everywhere. In was this South Jordan? In the land of everywhere. So that's why the rabbits come in? Is Easter rabbits? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they kill them? That's just, just what came into so my head because we were talking about virgin chocolate birth. eggs have to do with anything? I'm really See, I don't get how the Cadbury. bunny, why the bunny's yeah. loving eggs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that, that's, that's always... That's my favorite commercial. Okay. Wow. Can, can we... Can we <laughs> I, I, seriously, this has always fucking bugged me ever since I was a little kid. Rabbits don't fucking lay eggs. You don't no. know that. Chickens lay eggs. Birds lay eggs. Rabbits don't fucking lay so eggs. So do some reptiles. 
Yes. Rabbits do not lay eggs. So we should have an Easter lizard? (laughs) (laughs) I'm all for it if they make it out of chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) I should should ask our friend Ginny about that. (laughs) Can you make an Easter lizard, please? Easter lizard for us, please. Because they lay eggs. Maybe we should bring it to Fanex for us. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Easter lizards. Easter lizards might be the name of the show. (laughs) Chocolate Easter lizards. (laughs) Chocolate Easter lizards. You don't, oh kill, you don't kill them to find out if you're pregnant. But seriously, who, <laughs> no. who, so I like Carrie Jackson. Carrie Jackson has like rabbit stew for Easter. That makes sense. Like fucking eat a rabbit on Easter. I like that. Rabbit's really good. But I still don't get. I, 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 I think in Italy. I, I don't know. I think I was the only one that realized so, that it was. So growing up in Iowa, <laughs> my neighbor had. Well, most of my neighbors had huge farms, and so he would shoot the jackrabbits. Yeah, dress them and give them to us all the time. Well, they dress them like. Uh, put them in tutus. <laughs> then they would dance. <laughs> fucking, no, they, made, they like, dressed him. Look, <laughs> I've seen as chickens. I have so seen. I have seen the shit Jeremy finds at Savers. I wouldn't be doubtful if they were like fucking marionette puppets of like, real. What's rabbits. his neighbors? Not him. <laughs> it doesn't matter. That's how he finds the stuff at Savers. It's is because he's used to it. <laughs> so, did you find any? You, we were talking before no, about your trip to say I, I did not find any anything. Luck? No, it was. It's it was kinda, Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. You got to go like five hundred times a week, like you do, to find really good. You gotta, stuff. you gotta dig to find the good stuff. Um, that's okay though. That's okay. fucking Easter bunnies. I don't understand it. But <laughs> so, can I tell you, I I love candy, but I try to stray away from it, so I just don't buy it because otherwise I'll just fucking eat all of it. Except for when Jess brings me rice candy and I eat five boxes. He ate 50 all minutes. of those boxes. Yeah, the boxes. That shot no, on the couch. no, he didn't. Because no, no, he I ate, ate some in the back. Seat. I ate two in the back seat of your car and then left the other three. And then when Sean brought the other three into the house after she went out and did like the sock thing, later. With you, yeah, I ate all three of them in like ten he minutes. Just a, yeah, and have you seen how big that is? I had one. It's like a starburst. So, but. <laughs> So uh, Easter time, I've got. He didn't, even, f- he didn't I, even offer me one. I do have a favorite because they're mine. I do have a favorite candy, <laughs> <laughs> and that's the. Uh, and, and you guys are all going to think this is total bullshit, but yep, it's the uh, Brock's Chicks and Rabbits. Oh my god, Chicks I love those! The, the marshmallow ones. They're fucking circus peanuts. They're my favorite. They're uh, circus but peanuts. They're yellow but and they're blue. They're, f- they're not chocolate. No, they're, they're flavored not. circus they're peanuts. So, so, you know the giant fucking orange marshmallow thing? Yeah, so it's circus. shaped like a peanut. It's not chocolate. It's shaped like a marshmallow. What? It's shaped. So circus peanuts are shaped like a yeah. peanut. Oh, peanuts. But these are sh- peanuts. these are shaped like chicks and rabbits, <laughs> and they have slight they're hard flavor to, find. to them. They I are more and more difficult. And the marshmallow, the eggs that are like sugar marshmallow on the inside that are kind of hard on the outside. My favorite, even harder to find. They're getting really hard to find. So do- dollar store, by the way, pretty good place to find some of that stuff sometimes. Um, Cadbury eggs are really good. Um, they have these Cadbury cookies out this year that are like little chocolate wafer cookies with hmm. the Cadbury cream and then chocolate. Don't don't waste your time there. I like the chocolate oranges that just that's fucking Christmas. Wrong holiday. Don't asshole. they have them at Easter? No. <laughs> Easter is Peeps and chocolate covered marshmallows. Well, and they have Cadbury eggs for Easter because they make Halloween ones chocolate now. today. Yeah. Peeps Oreos. Did you see those? I did. I don't know how Peeps I feel Oreos. about those. I'm not sure what to think. Uh, I think fucking Oreo just needs to give it up and stop making 16 million flavors. Um, you know, the other thing that I like at Easter is uh, Robin Eggs, the Whoppers with oh, yeah. the candy shell. That turn you, like you can use as lipstick. Yeah. 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 I can you eat those. So 
because I'm not a humongous chocolate fan, but I like the robin eggs a lot, and I love chicks and rabbits. And I, I kinda, think that's why you like Easter candy more than like Christmas candy or Halloween candy because those is, are more, more chocolate centric. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I pretty much uh, love every kind of candy in the whole entire universe. <laughs> Mostly chocolate. Uh, so Mostly chocolate. That's how. Anything. That's how, as a Christian society, we celebrate the death and resurrection of Jesus chocolate is by lizards. eating chocolate and candy. Well, hey, <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, if you want to talk about fucking commercialized holidays? That one's even worse. Um, well, as a Catholic, to celebrate Easter, we we get palms and fold them into crosses. Yeah, and then you burn them and put them on your fucking forehead. So hey, it makes the world go round. It's weird. And I got to say, like, I get it. I understand it's like the most important. Time. Holy fuck. Easter masses are so goddamn long. <laughs> and I know it's probably sacrilege to say Eastern masses and then swear and use the God's name in vain or whatever. But um, I don't fucking care. I'm not really religious. Sorry, listeners. Um, <laughs> but if they haven't figured that out by now. <laughs> uh, but yeah. And so Easter is a, a super important holiday for Christians. Um, it's basically the basis of their religion. Uh, that's enough about Easter. It is the New Utah Podcast, and I'm your host, Chris. <laughs> I'm going to wait like 10 minutes in now. <laughs> it's not uh, even Easter for another month, but no, at least we got that matter. out of our system. Uh, no, I will eat more Easter candy before <laughs> Easter falls around. <laughs> uh, and then Jeremy is, is to my left. Hello. Uh, Jeremy, who should be getting some bees here in a month or so. Yes, depending and, uh, on the weather, but who knows with the, how warm it's gotten. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> like fucking blizzard conditions last week when we record. Uh, and then, you know, this week, record highs the whole time up to now. So who fucking knows? Who knows? Supp- supposedly, though, end of March for part of April is typically when they come. That's good to know. It's good to know. Uh, and then, of course, to Jeremy's left, uh, my lovely wife, Ashy Bree. Uh, what? Ashy Bree. Well, she, she, she get ashes on she her forehead. is not ashy because no. she uses oils so I gotta say I, I've been using the oil on Me my too. beard I can't really tell a difference on I my beard on Jeremy's like it doesn't doesn't seem don't, see don't you see how this is like smoother do you not notice that because I don't fucking care me. about Jeremy's beard I, I, I'm talking I about have been using hey this it. is my fucking introduction shut up so when Jeremy when they were here Jeremy was talking about how his hairs grow crazy and so I was sitting next to him when he said that and I looked over and noticed he had crazy hairs and now when I look over there all his hairs are growing in the same direction yeah, that's great but I haven't noticed a fucking difference on my beard and I've been using it for a month but your elbows but my elbows I really I'm a fan because I've tried all kinds of lotions and stuff and my elbow is like the one spot on my elbow is pretty much gone. The the other part is hardly rough at all at this point. Like I'm really impressed. My hands are much smoother overall. They um, haven't you haven't complained about them cracking and bleeding. They haven't cracked at all. And this is the time of year with this crazy back and forth weather that they do it. So I'm really impressed with the oil for my skin. Uh for we sure. Need them back. They were cool and they made homemade wine. They'll be back. Awesome. Yeah, I told I told Cassie that um, she could meet with the with the lady, and Cassie was like all over that. So, oh yeah, weren't they going to discuss stuff and mm-hmm. do things? Probably when she comes home for um for the at the end of the year, just when she has more time, because for spring break we'll be gone now, and she'll only be home for two days, and then it'll be Fanex. So, um, it'll probably be after school's over, but. So, and then we cool. have, of course, uh, across from me, as always, is the lovely Jess, who does events and things like that. Events and things. That's me. Things and stuff. Things and stuff and 
things and stuff. Yes. Uh, so, uh, Jess, what's going on this weekend? It's, uh, um, what, uh, what, 10th? I don't yes, the weekend of the 10th, 11th. So, we had Travis on last week to talk about the Golden Spike Comedy Festival. That is the 8th to 11th. Uh, if you didn't get your tickets, I hope that there are still... There's uh, probably still some available, <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, yeah. For, it's probably for all the little comics yeah. that you had. Which is fine. Like, still go. We have amazing like, local talent that's going to be represented. Three days of... Yeah, don't make that one comic have like I think only like five four days. people. Four yeah, days, yeah, it's all at the south end of the gateway. Um, just go. It'll be awesome. Another... Uh, our, I know last week we talked about... Derek and Tragic Black having a show at Area 51. Well, Derek and his other band, Precariat, have their third live gig at Club X on the 13th um, at 8 p.m. It is a 21 and up show. And uh, the 13th is a Monday, right? Uh, yeah. I, I think, think so. so. Um, another amazing... It's family night. Yes. Family yes, home go, yes. go to Club X and go see Derek and Patriot for family night. That'd be amazing. Well, you know, if all your kids are over 21, you're good. True. Very true. Yeah, fuck your kids. Go anywhere. Yeah, go. <laughs> Just go support them in a third live game. Don't actually fuck your kids, people. Just leave them at home. <laughs> yes, that too. Um, so I found this really cool event on March 11th by a group called Pillars of Salt. They're based out of Provo. And they are an all-inclusive group. And they are doing a makeup class. And you might be like, why are you talking about this? Um, it's at 5 p.m. I don't have a location yet, um, but we'll get that posted as soon as we have it. But it is a makeup class for trans, uh, non-binary, um, and females. Um, it's free but That's they are awesome. taking donations. That is That's awesome. Really yeah, just for... Just a tutorial, kind of a... Totally interactive for people that might have never. I mean, even there are women. I didn't grow up in a makeup house. My mom, she wore like. Now, let's be honest. <laughs> I wish my daughters would have learned from their mother how to do makeup. So, <laughs> but instead, they experimented on their own, didn't ask for help, and then talked to their friends who put on way too much makeup. And now, yeah. Uh, so it's an op- it's an opportunity for really anybody that wants to go down to Provo and participate. And I'll post a little bit more information as it comes around. Um. I, this is like the nerdy side of me. You should see how cute Jess looks right now. Uh, She's all great. <laughs> well, first of all, let me just say the Screaming Eagles have their second game on the 13th. But on the 10th and 11th, um, there is a robot competition at the Maverick Center. <laughs> oh, how fun. From 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. Um, one of those days there's a party at the Leonardo. I think it's like $15. Um, but it's like... It's a full-on robot competition. And so like battling robots? Yeah. Like Is everything. It like that show BattleBots? Like everything. Oh, like demos. Awesome. And yeah, when um, when I saw the event, it was a local school that had it posted. And so um, I just looked into a little bit more and, and I'll, I'll, I'll post information about that. But that's yeah, cool. That yeah. is cool. So that's all. I'm dead. No. Oh, wait. I have one more. Uh, a couple weeks ago, our friend Sarah Pacera said Pacera. that, yes, on the 8th, um, they will be doing the ignored but not silenced direct action up oh, at the yeah. Capitol. Um, and that's just a couple of days before the sessions are. Correct. Um, basically, they're going to be going in. If their shoes are heard, 
they will put um, a sign on that I can't remember what she said. That says heard or something heard, like that. Yeah. Um, and then if they're ignored, then they'll put the ignored signs. So really so, cool event. Those yeah. those 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 folks are great. Again, first Wednesday of every month, which would be uh, last week. We suck, but uh, they meet right at that. There's place. always a first Wednesday. Yes. Yeah. Yes, at the clubhouse on South Pole. Yeah. Well, there's always drag brunch too now, and I don't freaking go to that yet. So. <laughs> That's okay. I'm, um, I'm, not mad. I'm also going to mention. We had her come here and make omelets for us personally. And so. I would do it anytime for you. I'm also going to mention, uh, not this week, but but next week, it, it is worth mentioning. Utah is one of the geekiest places to, to live in the country. And we have uh, Salt Lake Comic Con producing Fan X um, the weekend well, of the, what, 14th? And get your tickets. There are still tickets available. And we'll talk more well, about it's it not next week. the weekend week of the 14th. Too. It's like the 17th and the 18th. Uh, yeah, it's the 17th, 17th and 18th. And 18th. It's two days. Um, I don't know that there's a, a better way to spend your money for a two-day show. It's going to be freaking cool as hell. Um, lots of great stars. I personally, I don't give a shit about celebrities. I go to the panels because um, I'm never going to fucking see these celebrities again. I don't actually Which, give a shit about Travis, them. Travis is going to be on a panel. Yeah, I guess. Travis will be on Travis. a panel. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of folks we talk to will be on panels. Jeremy's done panels before. Um, uh, plenty of, of panels. Um, so it's the reason that I even started going to Comic Con. Go buy art. Oh, thank you. Yeah, go buy art. There's so and much we'll talk art. More. I think next week we'll have a better, um, I think the schedule will, will be pretty secure. Yeah, I mean, the we'll schedule's out now. But it's still uh, mobile. So this, it is, yeah, still this, fluid. it is worth mentioning the schedule's out now. Keep in mind it's fluid and these celebrities do change, uh, times. And don't be bummed if one of them can't come last minute. It happens. And don't, like, blame them. It's not like the organizers were like, yeah. Knew that they weren't going to come. Now look, if if Norman Reedus ever actually comes to Salt Lake, it'll be a fucking miracle. <laughs> but <laughs> did uh, they I have did the have... app last year? Was that last year? They yeah, they had they had it for they had it for a couple of years. It's up now. The schedule's on it now. It just updated like two days ago. Yeah, yeah. and I I do totally recommend go through and just what I do is I go through and I look mm. at the the app. Uh, and I look at the panels and I go, this one interests me and I'll add them to my schedule. Mm-hmm. And I go back through and I'm like, okay, is this really something I want to sit in? Who's the panelist? Do, do any of the names sound familiar? Or any, does anyone really know what they're talking about? And I kind of weed it down and go, if you've never been, go to a few different panels on stuff that you're interested it's in. It's really what the FanX and Comic Con are about. I, the first time that I went, uh, the first year, I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. I think maybe I walked on the floor for a minute. But my brother and I went to a panel with uh, our friend Viet Tham, and it was about local people who had been on reality TV shows. Um, and after I left that, I was like, oh, this is what it's all about. Yeah, because you get to, to hear discussions about topics that you love. Well, and, and if you're not sure, sit at the back of the room, get up and leave. Like nobody's going to, yeah, you know, shame you or whatever. Or sit at the front and leave, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> but I mean, if you're, wor- <laughs> if you're really worried about it, if, if it's your first time and you're really concerned and you, you know, you're unsure, sit at the back. If you don't like it, get up and leave. They do, you know, if you're, if you're single and you like geeky shit, they do speed dating, which is super. Aaron, our friend Aaron, Aaron does that actually. Aaron Burton. Yeah, that. yeah. Aaron Burton and, and his wife do that. It's super and they fun. They always and they, need girls for that. And they always have tons of people yeah, doing imagine it. Imagine that at Comic Con. <laughs> they don't have enough girls. <laughs> there are a lot of geek girls in this state. And, you know, if all you want to do is go on Friday or Saturday and walk the vendor floor, um, I recommend Saturday 
just because that's when all the best cosplay will be out because that's when the cosplay competition is. The costumes in Salt Lake. There's, Especially since there's only two days this time instead of three. Yeah, there's there's nothing like it. People will smell a lot less on Saturday because there's not three days this time. Um, and and I, I'll be honest with you, like a lot of people that have been to multiple cons around the country, Salt Lake has some of the best costumes. We smoke San Diego. Well, I we have a future guest who is heavily involved in cosplay. Uh, here in Salt Lake, and actually is a local celebrity because of his cosplay. We also I think you have, should be a local celebrity. To be clear, cosplay. we also have previous guests that have helped a shitload in cosplay with with Raven and uh, Jen. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's uh, true. They, they have, they, and they have gone viral as well. Yes, as a matter so, of fact. <laughs> so I mean, just we have a really cool culture here in Salt Lake. So I think it's worth mentioning because tickets are still on sale. They probably will sell out. And they, uh, they, they have they the last mo- few years. So. Yeah. They had a, a discount code a, a couple weeks ago. They might do that again right before, but you never yeah. know. And and get your tickets in advance. Don't pay extra. These are the, the kind of things that make no Utah sense. awesome. It, they really are. They really are. Um, and I think that, uh, uh, you know, you're not going to have a bad time if you go. So Even go. if you just go and you walk the vendor floor for a few hours or whatever, it's just interesting. There's... Something to catch your eye. And talk to the artists. The yeah, talk to the artists. Make them feel like Talk to the authors. That's them. the other thing. There are a lot of authors there that are Utah residents that write great stuff. Like, uh, Michael, if you like horror novels, Michael like Brent Collins. Novels. I love Michael Brent Collins. That, and first off, the dude's funny as hell. He like, is. Like, he's great to talk to. And if you can sit on any of his panels, he's a pretty good panelist. He's super fun. But his writing's really good. I love his books. I have three of them. Brie had nightmares for I days. <laughs> like, yes. they're fucked up books. Well, he uh, writes about kids, and so it's like, if you have kids, or maybe even if you are, I don't know, I've always read them, I've read them as an adult, so I don't know, but if you have kids, it's kind of creepy. Like, he wrote about parents who, like, start attacking their kids. That's what I would do. Fuck my kids. And so it's it's a little <laughs> you bit. You said funny. don't do that. Remember? Oh yeah. yeah no, no actual. Stop fucking saying that. Then you're gonna confuse the listeners. <laughs> so I fuck your kids. No, don't fuck your yeah. kids. I what ran about, into. Uh, oh, go ahead. David is he? Is he's been at the comic cons before? So he, he has been at them. Yeah, I don't I'm think he's gonna he's be at Phoenix if I remember. Right, he's not gonna be there. But what were you gonna say, Jesse? Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say I ran into Dan Farr at Wizarding Days and had a conversation with him. So yeah, and there's a there's we some should. integration there because uh, Val has done a lot of work for FanX and Comic Con. Like handed our card to him, talked to him. Oh, nice. cool, good. We'll talk. We'll talk later. Not on the air. <laughs> no one cares. Yeah, no, no one listens anyway. Let's be honest. <laughs> I met you guys. Our no fucking twenty five <laughs> listeners don't give a shit. Um, all right, news. Um, it is the last week of the legislative session. They will end this week. Thank God. Yeah, no kidding. It's Stop uh, the damage that they're doing. Well, and what's crazy is, and we'll talk a little bit more about this, but this time of the session, so the last week, basically, the last four or five days of the session, it's like a barn burner because all the bills have been in committee and been getting drafted and redrafted and amendments passed and amendments removed and all kinds of other crazy shit. And honestly, I've been up there. They don't, they don't fucking work. Like, well, yeah, I mean, they, they do a lot. They're, they're meeting a lot and they actually pay people to write the legislation. Right. The legislation comes to them kind of pre-written from special interest groups, from, from lobby groups. 
Um, and they have to sponsor it essentially, which I mean, makes sense. Like if you've ever actually written a piece of legislation, it's really, well, I don't expect them to write it, but you know, they're, they're in session for 45 days and the first few days are a bunch of pop and circumstance and shit. And they're not doing much. And then after that, they, you know, they, they do, they meet in their, their little it's committees, committees and stuff, yeah. it's all but, uh, but they, in the beginning, they 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 come in in the morning and they leave early in the evening and they don't make a big deal about it. And now this these last few days they'll be they'll be staying until the end and working late into the night and yeah, stuff put, instead of, lots of hours in. instead of spreading it out. Yeah, it's it always amazes me because it really is the last couple of days where you get all the legislation passed. Like you get a whole bunch of budget crap that happens right away, and then. Um, Everything sits in committees and all the legislation gets pushed out to the media and um, they kind of get public opinion before they they start passing some of it. Um, So we'll talk about that. But first, uh, we're going to talk about uh, Jason Chaffetz. So just threw up in my mouth a little bit. He's uh, he's in national news again. um, Jason Chaffetz. It's never um, good. On CNN uh, was doing an interview. I can't remember who it was with, but. he uh, he had a quote uh, where he said um, that people may have to decide. Uh, he's talking about the national health care legislation that's that's out there on the table now. Republicans finally uh, yesterday or over the weekend, I guess, uh, sure. put out their their plan, their long awaited repeal and replace plan. And, um, you know, there's it's a big plan. There's lots of provisions. You know, one of the first things they're going to do is get rid of the mandate, which, you know, honestly, I, I don't know if I'm I'm for or against that. You know, on the one hand, we have to have car insurance. You have to have homeowners insurance. Uh, there's no reason not to enforce having health care, other than the fact that it's prohibitive. Like it's prohibitively expensive. Um, but see, I don't think that that's a mandate problem. I think that's a cost problem. Yeah, and part and of the problem with when you don't make people have insurance is they don't go and they get they don't go get regular care. Yeah. They end up clogging up our emergency rooms with um, things that those of us who are fortunate enough to have health care can just go to their primary care physician for. Um, and when they can't pay, they either end up in a lot of debt for their their bills or the hospitals end up having to write it off. And when hospitals have to write those costs off, that's where those excessive funny you know, $100 aspirins and shit come into play because well, I mean, hospitals, uh, most of our hospitals here in Utah are, are there for profit. But, but look, look, here's, here's this, this is the, the, the windshield that we, uh, and I don't know if we talked about it on, on the podcast or not, but this is a prime example of where some of that is total bullshit and it is not make up cost. Okay. So windshield, we get the windshield replaced on the right. CRV. Uh, windshield to replace on the CRV is like 250 bucks if I'm paying out of pocket. We decide we don't want to pay out of pocket. We've got insurance. It's got windshield coverage. It's 50 bucks for a deductible and they'll replace the windshield. As long as you don't use that a ton, it doesn't really affect your insurance. Right. So when I look at the bill as they write it up to the insurance, it's $600 that the insurance is going to be paying for that. That's ridiculous. How did it go? The exact same windshield, the exact same service, nothing changes. It goes from two hundred and fifty to six hundred dollars. The insurance isn't really going to pay that much. But you understand why? I know healthcare is so expensive. 
because they're marking the shit up. And this is the thing. Like I worked in medical billing for 10 years. You go to a hospital, you go to a, a private care physician and you know, you go see them. They build the insurance $250. Their contracts with the insurance. The, co- the insurance says, mm, no, we're not going to take that. You're going to get $70 for this and 20 of that's the copay. Like that's the way insurance billing works. So it's just this big giant game of manipulating numbers and it's total bullshit. Now the cost of healthcare is absolutely going up. It's more expensive to see doctors. It's more expensive to have surgery because the technology is better. The research that goes into that technology is more expensive. Medication research is expensive. Medications are expensive. Well, they don't medications have to be. being expensive is just a whole nother can of worms. They don't have to be expensive. They could be subsidized by the government. You know, that research doesn't have to be the, you know, billion and billion, billions and billions and billions of dollars that it is. Um, so there are other ways to fix health care. Now, Republicans want to repeal it. And uh, this just kind of bring it back to Utah. Republicans want to repeal uh, some of the mandates of Obamacare. So the, the mandate's one thing that they want to repeal. Um, and then they also want to cut some of the tax breaks that are out there. Right. So the problem is, I mean, you take, we, we were talking to, you know, Jeremy the other day. And, and you take uh, a guy like Jeremy who... Prior to Obamacare, he's got a big family. He's self-employed. He doesn't have a company providing insurance, getting him great rates, in theory, great rates, because they're insuring a bulk of people. So when Obamacare comes out, when the Affordable Care Act comes out, that's great news because now, even though it's kind of a pain to sign up for it, he can get some subsidized health care for his family of six that would normally cost him, let's say, eight $900 a month now costs him 300 because the government's subsidizing that other six. Now, for those of us that have jobs in the world of employers with health care plans, you think, oh, I only pay $200 a month in, in health insurance premiums. Great. Your employer probably pays three times that for you. Like, that's just the way it works. But that's not the way a huge chunk of Americans get health insurance. I mean, the the number of Americans that were able to pick up health insurance is like 20 plus million people picked up health insurance. So with some of these changes and, and getting rid of some of the incentives and shrinking some of the Medicaid expansion and trying to, you know, defund Planned Parenthood as part of this legislation, um, there's a lot of people upset, a lot of people concerned. Well, Chaffetz in this interview says to uh, the uh, the CNN reporter that he's talking with, well, you know, some of these lower income Americans are going to have to choose between that that iPhone that costs them hundreds of dollars and paying for health care. What a jackass, because people aren't deciding between their damn iPhone. They are deciding between paying their rent or buying groceries or perhaps putting gas in their car to get to their well, and, job. And here's the deal. And paying for health care. Here's the deal. Even if they're trying to weigh whether or not they what kind of phone they should get first off. Guess what, Jason Chaffetz? It's 2017. It's not fucking 1982. Cell phones are the phones that everyone has. Your kids have cell phones. Jason Chaffetz, you have a cell phone. And it's not because you're rich or you're a Washington politician. It's because that's how people fucking communicate now. If you want to have a job, if you want to communicate with people, you have a cell phone. Now, the difference between an iPhone and a jitterbug, realistically is negligible for most people and you're not paying six hundred dollars every month for an iphone right 
most plans like Verizon, Sprint, AT&T, T-Mobile, you're paying maybe 20 bucks a month for that that phone. That's piss money when it compares to the cost of healthcare. Hundreds of dollars. I mean, you're talking even for a shitty healthcare plan, really terrible, like major medical only, so that you're paying for every doctor visit and your deductible is like six grand or seven grand or something like that. You're still talking two to three hundred dollars a month in premium for an individual. You get to your family, you're talking four, five, six, nine hundred dollars a month, depending on the plan for healthcare. And that's not accounting the the co-pays that you have to pay. So if yeah. you've got a, a baby any, that has monthly health care. Or your medications. Right. Or if you do have surgery. I mean, this is why people go bankrupt. Exactly. Medical bills bankrupt people. Yep. So Jason Chaffetz, again, just proving. Out of touch with reality. Yeah, totally out of touch. Like, how does how does... How does a statement like that even come out of his mouth that you have to choose between, uh, you know, essentially a, a basic need like a phone and healthcare? But he's not seeing it. He's seeing it as your iPhone versus, you know, a landline, which costs you just as much as a freaking cell phone anymore to have a, a line in your house yeah. and makes you less accessible and, and less valuable. Like, <clears throat> you know, cell phones are a commodity. They're like paying your electric bill. They really well, are. And, and I mean, just beside all of that, it again, it just goes to show how out of touch he is with the average American. He, um, he says something like that because he's not worried about paying all his bills and stuff. He's got somebody that does something like that for him, that arranges that for him, that takes care of that for him. He's also got some of the best health care, probably the world, honestly, has to offer that's being paid for by who? Oh, the people that he's trying to cut their health care. It's being paid for by our taxes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so now he's cutting other people's health care while he remains sitting in the lap of luxury in terms of, of his health of his own health care. So of course he's happy to cut it. Now if he had to go out on the market and he had to pay for it, now granted he could afford it, but still, if he had to go out and pay for it's it. It's still a hit in the pocketbook. Do you think that he's going to want to cut the benef- the amount of benefit that he gets for the amount of money that he pays? Hell no. He's not going to want to do that. Do you think he's going to want to decide between the latest and greatest phone in his health care? Fuck no. He's not going to want to do that. No. And to say just because you make less money, like those are the choices you have to make, that's... I mean, we're not talking about... You know, you have the choice between, you know, buying a fucking Ferrari and, you know, a Datsun. (laughs) They don't make those anymore, but you know what I mean. Hamburger, like it's not that kind of choice, you know. No, it's it's just not. So it's just out of touch. Um, so John Swallow. Another one, another one that makes me throw up. In yeah, my did mouth we talk about that last week? I don't think. I don't know if we talked about. We it. talked about it, but we talked about the fact that. Um, we didn't he talk had it. all those. He had all those charges. They were brought down to nine. Yeah, and so he was still standing on nine charges when we. He uh, he uh, is off, scot free, not guilty. Off the hook. So Acquitted. all the charges that were remaining, which was eight, I think, in total, he was uh, found not guilty in all eight. Um, that really sucks. Really sucks. I hope that I really hope that you were right. Um, you mentioned when we were talking just alone that. Um, you thought that maybe the reason that the government hadn't granted immunity to some of the witnesses that didn't testify and the reason that he got a lot of the reason he got off was because they didn't. 
was because um, maybe they had bigger, better plans and, and different people that they needed to go after. So well, I'm, I'm hoping that at least that comes out of it because right now it's just disheartening. You know, even if that does come out of it, and that, that was my thought, like, you know, basically they wouldn't grant immunity to anyone. So the, the prosecution's case rested on testimony of folks that were all pleading the fifth. So you've got Jeremy Johnson, which was a huge part of their case, pleads the fifth because they wouldn't offer him immunity. The guy's already serving prison time. Like, he's got a sentence... He doesn't want to serve more prison time, so why the hell would he implicate well, himself yeah, in crimes? You, I mean, okay, do I think that it's stupid? Yes, I think it's stupid. But can can I can you blame him? No, no. Like if, it's if not I'm facing stupid more jail time, it is not stupid at all for Jeremy Johnson not to say anything. If he's well, not no, I mean, I just immunity. think it's stupid that he's a criminal and blah blah blah. You know, but I mean, I get why he didn't do so, it. So. You know, what's stupid is that the prosecution isn't able to offer immunity to these guys. And there's other folks that didn't testify for the same reason. They don't want to incriminate themselves. So instead of offering them immunity, my thought is maybe they want to go after these guys. But let's be honest, like this, this should have been like for John Swallow. Uh, I mean, this, he was, now he was the, basically the big scapegoat in all this because every, everyone basically just, shed and he was left there standing but at the end of the day it was like they, you know step forward and everybody steps back and he didn't realize yeah it. like someone needs to fucking pay for this publicly and unfortunately that was supposed to be john swallow and since they wouldn't offer immunity anywhere and he's walking no one's gonna pay for this publicly it almost feels like a plan like the amount of corruption involved and it wouldn't surprise me at all if there's there's corruption there because the amount of corruption that's involved here. I mean, we are talking about um, the district attorney of, of Utah, the, the amount of corruption involved in who they would go after, what kind of, of you know, impact they had. There's a reason we have a million fucking check cashing places in Utah, these crazy predatory check cashing places and why they've never been taken to court by the state. John Shirtliff or Mark Shirtliff and John Swallow are the reasons. Yeah. It's the kinds of shit they were doing that they're in trouble for or were in trouble for. That's the reason these guys have, you know, been able to thrive in a state like Utah. So, um, I bring that up. It is kind of old news, um, cause it came out last week, but we haven't talked about it. But, uh, incidentally this morning, um, so this is, this is the seventh. Um, so when this releases, it'll have been yesterday, but, uh, Mark Shirtliff, uh, has filed a lawsuit. Yeah, but he did that back in November. Yeah, but now he has uh, he has real ammunition with John Swallow getting off. Um, it's uh, misconduct complaints against the uh, uh, federal and state agents. That, I feel uh, like he shouldn't have. I, I feel like you shouldn't be able to. I don't know. I mean, I guess you've got to have some sort of recourse if if indeed you are wronged. But come on, dude. The, but the the kind the, it's essentially the way they served the warrant and attacked his residence and the public you know the public movement against him and and this is where shirtless coming from look i don't uh shirtless a piece of shit like all the evidence points to shirtless being just as guilty as john swallow was john swallow of course found not guilty our justice system look it's not perfect folks sometimes people get off um, but 
at the end of the day, there's a reason they get off for stuff like this because there's just not enough evidence if they don't have certain things. Um, you know, you don't get put away for murder. You didn't commit. Same thing here. Um, there's ways to get out of things if you're smart. So, but I mean, all evidence suggests that this shit was going on long before Swallow took office. True. I mean, Swallow was, was Shirtliff's assistant district attorney. You know, he was his primary guy. Uh, what was it? Is it like lieutenant? A lieutenant DA? Well, his attorney general. Or, yeah, lieutenant attorney general, not district attorney. Mm, no, it's um, assistant. It's assistant yeah. attorney general. Assistant attorney general. But he was handpicked for the job, more or less. And this shit was going on from the reports I read early on, you know, two years ago. This shit was going on when Shirtliff was still in office. I guess at this point, all we can hope for is that this brings a light to what these guys did, whether they had to pay for it or not, and hopefully keeps a check some balance in place well, so that it doesn't happen again in the I future. I mean, really what should happen is we should make it so this office isn't a fucking elected office. That's the biggest problem. Yeah. Is in the state of Utah, the attorney general is an elected position, which is really sketchy if you ask me. Yeah. How, how are you expected to be impartial when you have to raise campaign funds? That's a good point. Period in the subject. Is is that standard? I mean, no, across the no. country, or it's, are we in a minority? We, I think we are. I think we are. So, you know, federally, of course, for the U.S., uh, it's appointed by it's the president and yeah, it's approved it's by, by Congress. Yes, don't we and know that's, it? That's actually how it is in a lot of states. It's very much modeled off the, the same model. And it's, and it's for that reason, like, you just can't have an elected official in a position where they have to seek out and, and investigate and take to court people that are doing bad horrendous shit in the state that could also be potential backers yeah like how do you not have some sort of of um bias when you're trying to go after or go after say chevron for dumping shit into a fucking stream when they gave you half a million dollars for your campaign right like there's there's no way you can tell me that that's not going to be something that that you just kind of turn a blind eye to yeah. Or you drag out forever and ever and ever until everyone forgets about it and then just drop it. Yeah. So I, I just don't that that to me is a is a bad thing to have uh, the attorney general position. Yeah, I had never thought of that. No, that's a good point. Yeah, it's it's just really hard to be impartial. So uh, one other thing, you know, we we we've, we've been talking about uh, about Easter uh, and. <laughs> and <laughs> And delicious Easter candy. crocodile, no, the chocolate uh, crocodile the, uh, or whatever it was, uh, chocolate lizard, uh, chocolate Easter lizard, whatever it was. Um, and and uh, we also talked about uh, you know ashy Catholics putting dirt on their face. It's uh, not dirt. We are in Lent. We had this discussion. It's not dirt. But speaking of Catholics, so we we talked about this a couple months ago uh, when it was announced. But uh, today, officially tonight, yep. Um, the uh, the new bishop for the Salt Lake Diocese. Will be appointed. Well, he's not appointed. He'll be. I don't know. What do you guys? He's call appointed. It? Yeah, but what do you call it tonight? It's a ceremony. Yeah, I can't everything with Catholics is ceremonies, folks. You heard it here I first. I love ceremonies. Uh, everything is a fucking ceremony with Catholics. Yeah, but you will not fall asleep in a Catholic church because your ass is getting up and down sixty <laughs> times in a fucking hour. Well, you know, and you're expected to respond. Yeah, you got to talk back. Like it's it's this whole thing. So anyway, uh, new bishop. It's official. Uh, he's here. Number ten. Yeah, he's here, um, which is good because Utah's been out without one for about two years, which is um, pretty significant. So 
Uh, very cool. Very cool to have a new bishop. It'll be exciting because uh, um, when Cassie graduated, we, we didn't have a bishop. Yeah. Um, but uh, when Sean graduates, we will. So yeah, I'll, get to, I'll get to see a, a, a What's graduation the- with it. What's the comparison in, in Mormon churches with a bishop? Like, I would say like a stake president, but not no. really because it's it's much bigger. It's more it's more probably like one of the apostles, maybe not the twelve, but one of the seventy ish. Yeah, see, and I would think a cardinal is at that level, not the, no, not the bishop. No, I think a cardinal is more along with the lines with the one of the twelve. Because um, there's like a million freaking cardinals. There's like two hundred and sixty or something in there. Well. In comparison, our church is probably proportionately that much <laughs> yeah, larger. So, so I mean, how many? Saying. Yeah, like one cardinal. Do you know? Is it like one cardinal per country, mm-hmm. or they just mm-hmm. become cardinals at some point mm-hmm. after being an archbishop and yep. working their way up through the clergy? Yeah. Uh, we talked about that in a different episode. You guys can go listen to it. Uh, okay, some other stuff. So, I promise, folks. Like probably next week, I'm thinking we'll do a bit of a legislative session recap. So we'll talk about. All what the passed, bills that, what that passed and didn't pass. But I want to tell you guys about what some stuff What stupidity we think happened, but what didn't. Stuff that's up there right now, um, because there there are some things that are, like I said, this week is the week. There's there's a lot of movement up on the hill. Um, this is really where everything comes into play. So we've got the liquor law. Liquor, abortion, guns, taxes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so we've got the liquor law. Um, the big thing is they, they have introduced it. Basically, they're giving everyone three options. You can put in a buffer zone of 10 feet. You can add a six foot, uh, with a, a six foot zone with a half wall or railing, uh, or you can keep the curtain up. All a bunch of bullshit. Should have just been fucking taken away, but you know, we can't do anything. Um, they also have the percentage, uh, the markup percentage. Um, I don't think that's in the story, but yeah, they increased the, they increased the market for liquor, especially wine. They, um, they also, I think are voting on that 0.5. Yeah. The 0.05 is a, is a different bill. Um, and, and I think they passed it that, I think they they did too. Actually. So that's up at the the governor's desk. Uh, you've also got, um, uh, they're going to change the serving hour from 1030 instead of 1130. So by the way, if you've ever gone to brunch, (laughs) so we go to brunch, uh, every once in a while, we went to brunch at the oyster bar recently. We talked about that. Um, but if you go to market street grill and you get there at 1030 and you want to drink, you can't have, you can't have one. You have to go over to the Oyster Bar because, because they a have bar. a liquor license that's a little bit it's different. It's not a restaurant own. license. It's, it's a, a bar, bar license. license. And they can serve you alcohol at 1030. And it's, apparently they can serve you bigger drinks. Yeah, they can. Like not more. No, it is bigger. More alcohol. Is it? Okay. It is. It is more alcohol. So, so at least that's what the waiter said. If you have said. a bar license, you can serve more alcohol than you can if you well, have and a then, regular restaurant license. Oh. And then when we went to Top Golf, they had a different kind of pub li- pub license. They have a club club license, license. Um, and they so, actually conserve stronger drinks. Um, not any stronger than a regular bar. 
No, that's what no, the waitress not, told me. And the waitress doesn't know what she's fucking talking about. She told me there was a half they shot. They can't more. serve any more than a regular bar. So what's the difference? Uh, there's not much of a difference. And that was the other thing in this legislation uh, is they're simplifying licensing. So you used to have a uh, beer license, used to have wine license, used to have uh, a full liquor license, used to have which, a restaurant license versus a private club versus a dining establishment versus a bar. Which I thought was a good thing. And, and, and it is in some ways, but... I was listening to the radio and they had someone talking about the fact that a lot of people modeled their restaurant or club or pub or bar or whatever um, to match the, the particular license that they've applied for. Yep. And now that the licenses are changing some of the things that they're doing or that they, they, designed their particular business after is no longer applicable and some of it is in bad ways yeah so a lot of businesses because utah has these crazy fucking liquor laws uh, a lot of businesses it's it's how they design their business model and so what i mean by that is you know how they serve alcohol in conjunction with food you know what kind of alcohol they serve um there's there's a balance there if if you know anything about the restaurant world, um, and it's it's mostly restaurants. It's not your just regular bars and and, and actual clubs. They're they're a bit different because those but, don't require food. Yeah, but with the restaurant, there's there's some requirements in terms of you know how much food you have to serve, when you can ask. You know, so in the state of Utah, right now, if you want to purchase a glass of wine with your meal, you have to. They have to actually ask you, and you have to verbally confirm that you are intending to purchase food. I wonder what happens if you get a glass of wine and then you don't buy food. Uh, no one usually gives a shit. Like, <laughs> I mean, and, and when the state goes back and looks at it, they look at percentages. And so your liquor sales can only be a certain percentage of your food sales. And so that's some of the stuff that's potentially going to change. And that's, that's the real issue is like, that's when you start to see profit margins change. And that's when you start to see some businesses actually look at it and go, I'm not going to be able to keep my doors open because I'm not going to be able to make a profit. So there's no point. Why, why would I run a business that's not profitable? Right. So, I mean, most of this legislation, most of the liquor stuff, I really hope it doesn't pass. I really hope that, I, I mean, I, it sucks to say that. I'm surprised at but, how much the restaurant association has supported this shit. Uh, I don't think they have a ton. Like they've been working. That's why this bill has come out so freaking late is because they've been trying to work with them to the fact that the Zion curtain is staying. That's the Utah restaurant association, like grabbing hold and saying, fuck these other two things are so insane. And, and since you're not allowing anyone to be grandfathered in, like you have to fucking leave the other thing. They're not letting anyone be grandfathered in. So they're saying you have to leave the Zion curtain because we can't fucking pay for another change. And I know you can't have anyone grandfathered in. So if you didn't have a Zion curtain before, you got to do one of these other things now. Exactly. I get it. Doesn't matter. It's all bullshit. They just need to take it away. Oh, I agree. There's no, there's no study that, that proves that, seeing a drink made is going to make you an alcoholic is going to cause you to drink. It no. just doesn't exist. No. I mean, if, if they could, if they could show me a, you know, a study, a real viable study, they can't cause there isn't one. No, but I mean, if they could, then okay. But, uh, no, it, it, it in the state, as long as we've had the Zion curtain, nothing's changed in the, in, in our trends for drinking or not drinking or 
alcoholism or DUIs or anything well, like and, that. None of it's and, changed. And in the legislature's defense, and I don't know if this is a, a fact, you know, a function of them or a function of our culture as a whole here, um, but we do have a, a pretty low rate in terms of of you know drunk driving. Well, that's a cultural that's a cultural thing. I think well, that I tend to think that um, fewer people, one fewer people in the state drink. Clearly, two. Um, I think that those of us who do drink probably tend to respect that privilege more because you, you kind of have to fight for it. Well, and if you say that, then that means the legislature's fucking ridiculous, stupid-ass laws are good. Not necessarily. It, it absolutely does mean that because it means that their crazy shit that they're making us jump through hoops to deal with means that, hey, jumping through the hoops makes you think well, twice about how much or, you drink, when you drive, Or all it's that one stuff. of those things where they say, uh, you know, if you're going to make an offer on something make it high and then you have room to negotiate. I almost feel like that it's, it's kind of a hostage situation that way where they're like, okay, well we don't really want to take away the Zion curtain. So let's propose all this other radical shit and then we get to keep it. This bill started out as we're going to remove the Zion curtain. We have pretty much unilateral support for that. Everyone wants to do it. It's almost unanimous. And now it's a 160 page piece of complete overhaul of our liquor laws, which is complete bullshit. And I'm done talking about booze. We're we're going to move on because I'm done with it. <laughs> well, all righty then. I'm done with it. We talk about it every week, and I hope to God this legislation doesn't pass as is because it's a pile of dog shit. Uh, and there's a lot of fucking provisions in this thing that are just crazy. Um, so abortion. Mm. <laughs> so there yeah, let's is, move on to something better. Yeah. Um, uh, so there is a bill, a proposal out there, um, that basically says, uh, doctors have to do some kind of bullshit education. Uh, you have to tell women that medication induced abortion could be halted halfway through. But um, there, there's no data. Yeah, there's no data to back that up. Like, like it's again, just some random just, person, I feel like, saying this. Yeah, so, and there was some abortion ban wording in there, and so that's been stripped down, but we'll... It had something to do with telemedicine and yeah. how it affects doctors who are prescribing an, um, abortion medications via telemedicine. And That's stupid. Oh, come it's on, people. Come on. Only doctors should be able to have input on what goes into a bill. Like, I, like I get it. There should there should or be something like this. There should be regulation uh, to some degree um, because doctors. It's a like medical procedure. Else, but they're like anyone else. They may not self-regulate. However, telling a doctor what they should and shouldn't do in terms of education of a patient, uh, it's like it's like fucking asking them to anesthetize a fetus. Oh yeah, that's like fucking can't oh, feel wait. anything. But we did ask no, him to do that. There's there's no uh, there's there's no actual way to do it. Like there's no medical technique. That's where you get past the line of safety and into the line of stupidity. Like saying, hey, look, you know, Mr. Doctor, Mrs. Doctor, um, you Ms. know, you're, gonna, Doctor. you're going to be held liable if you prescribe, you know, if you overprescribe opiates to someone. I'm cool with that. I'm absolutely right. cool with that kind of legislation. But this stuff is just stupid. Yeah. Where there's, there's no medical backup for it. There's... That nothing says that you can act, that that can actually happen, and then you're going to tell somebody that. What if some poor woman decides to halfway through 
do that and then it, it doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. So there's there's also some legislation with regards to um, gun control, uh, concealed carry permits. So first Does off, it say that they can't shoot into the cement anymore at the w- gun show? One of them, no, but nope. I think they encourage it. <laughs> so one of the great things about the state of Utah is uh, we produce more concealed carry permits than just about any other state in the union. Uh, and part of why is it's really easy to get them here. Um, I want one. So right now you have to be 21 years old to get a concealed carry permit. Uh, there is a piece of legislation out there to move that age to 18. Um, yeah, because that's what I want. 18-year-old kids walking around with concealed guns. And then there's another proposal that says anyone over 21 can carry concealed weapons without a permit. That's a little crazy as well. I'd so, rather have the 18-year-old with their concealed gun permit than the 21 over thing. With So the, <sighs> the, the basically the permit-free concealed carry, that's something that's been out there before. Uh, Governor Herbert has intelligently vetoed that before. Um, so there. I never thought that you'd be able to say a sentence, government, uh, Governor Herbert, he intelligently. Does, you know, interestingly enough, he is much more moderate than most of our legislature. So he he does not sign everything they approve. Um, but anyway, so I I, I think uh, if it's me, um, you know. Should an 18-year-old be able to have a gun and be able to go through a concealed carry course and have a, a weapon? Absolutely. That is your right as an American citizen. There is part of the Constitution. Everyone loves fucking, you know, gun amendments. It's great. Carry your fucking gun. However, I also think that an 18-year-old should be able to drink. True. I think if you are old enough to fight for your country and carry a rifle for your country and shoot fucking other people and for your country. be shot. Yeah, and be shot for your country, you should be able to drink. You should be able to have a, a shot of whiskey you be after able to, you get back. You should be able to carry your own concealed weapons. Now, you have a point? No. Uh, I think to own a gun in the, in the U.S., you need to take a fucking class. Well, I think that they need to take almost something similar to the hunter safety class. Fuck that. That's not enough. Look, if I want to drive a car, I have to take driver's ed. I have to have a certain number of hours to show proficiency, and I have I have to take not only a written test and then do all those proficient all that proficiency training with someone else, but then I also have to take an actual driving test. So let me play. And that's different state to state, right? Right. <clears throat> and that's with something that's a vehicle. A vehicle which can kill people which can harm other people, but that's not the primary function it's of the, the vehicle. It's not the intended use. Well, you know, and, and to pay, play devil's advocate, people will say neither is, is gun, neither is guns, even even the ones that obviously are meant for shooting people. Um, it, I guns heard, have one purpose. I heard a conservative person on, on TV the other day say, it's not written into the Constitution that you can drive a car. Just because something is written into the Constitution doesn't mean it shouldn't be regulated and people shouldn't be held responsible for the right that they have. Case in point, if I use my position as a, let's say I'm a CNN host, big show on CNN, maybe I fucking, I do headline news, and I use my role in headline news to slander the shit out of someone. You're held liable for it. That's free speech. But aren't you, if, if you actually slander. You can be held liable. Right. You can be taken to court and you exactly. will lose for slandering. Which is what I said. You should still 
just because it's a constitutional right doesn't mean it doesn't need to be regulated. Yeah, doesn't mean there's not regulation involved, right? Like, and look, I'm sorry, but if you're walking around in most in most of the country that is an, or, an urban area of any part of the country, and you have a concealed weapon, it is not to protect you from a mountain lion. No, a, a bear. bear. There's a lot of those in schools I hear. Cr- a crocodile, uh, whatever. It's to protect you from the perceived threat of a human shooter, right? So if you're intending to use your gun to protect yourself against another human being who also has rights within the Constitution to feel safe in their country, then by damn, you should know how to use that thing. Yeah, I I just don't think that, look, not everything in the Constitution is written perfectly. I mean, for fuck's sake, we counted black people as three-fifths of a person and didn't let them vote. And that we was, still don't let them vote. That was in the fucking Constitution. So just because it's in the Constitution doesn't mean there there shouldn't be laws around it, that there shouldn't be regulation around it. You could sure shit on a gun. Don't be a fucking crazy lunatic. Don't be a wife beater. Don't be a fucking convicted felon. And you can own a gun. Learn how to use the gun before you're allowed to own it. That's all I'm saying. Um, I'm going to blow through the rest of this stuff here pretty quick because I think we're, we're kind of running low on time here. Um, so food tax, thank God it's off the table. Oh, did it um, finally come off the table? Yeah. So they tried to change it. Um, it is 1.75% now. They were trying to move it up to full sales tax and then they kind of backed off to four and three quarters. And it looks like it is off the table and not going to pass. Which thankfully. is good because all that is is a penalty to poor people. It absolutely is. It absolutely is. Um, so a um, couple other things. So kind of like in a flash overnight, they approved another $100 million uh, in prison funding. Yeah, they didn't uh, take it to the public. They didn't uh, have a big discussion. They just uh, voted yeah, on that. Here's the sucker. kind of discussion they had. Three minutes on the floor. <laughs> um, it was a 58 to 10 vote, which basically means Democrats voted against it. Um, there was a uh, piece of legislation that has advanced now really narrowly in the House, actually HB 348, uh, which is to make voter records private. So right now, today, um, if you vote, if you register to vote, um, your voting record data is is available. Um, so political candidates that are going to run can get your data. Now, they can't see how you voted. They can see what you're registered as. They can get your name. They can get what district you're in. Like, there's, there's a limited amount that they can get from that data. Um, and then, generally speaking, they can see voting data. So they can see, you know... 35-year-old white male voted for X voted in this district. Voted along party lines you know, They can see that kind of data. So it's it's not personal, tied in with voting. Like, they're, they're kind of separate databases. And I think we talked about this before. It barely passed a 38 to 37 vote uh, in the Senate. And I don't know that it's going to make it through the or in the House. I don't know if it'll make it through the I Senate. like what Becky Edwards said, Representative Edwards, who said, people register to vote so they can vote. They're not registering to make it easier for us to campaign. You're saying they don't have the right to trade their right for privacy for their right to vote. Well, and I I just don't think it's going to pass. Like the big concern is if you go vote and you put all your information down, you're going to get a robocall next year from some other congressman. 
Well, you know, that's okay. You can take yourself off those lists. It was a good point, too, though, that she had, though. You know, just because you register to vote doesn't mean you, you know, it's it's not a campaign. It shouldn't be a campaign database. It should be. I absolutely think it should be. I don't think it should be. I think you should be able to see. I think it should be for statistical use, but I don't think it should be a campaign database. I think you should be able to see who's registered to vote in your district. Absolutely. Right. Registered to vote, but I don't think it should be. That's voting database. That's the kind of data they're talking about. If you register to vote, your name is publicly available for election purposes, for campaign purposes. Hmm. So. I don't know how I feel about that. So I'm fine with it. Sounds like the legislature doesn't know how they feel about it either. Uh, No, they're very conflicted and I don't think it'll make it past. Um, Last thing I want to talk about. um, Before we say something really fun, really cool. Tai Chi. Tai Chi. Yeah, I don't know that we'll get to that to be honest with you. So um, we got, we got lots more to do. We got to talk to Tracy still. Um, We got to talk about uh, awesome food Um, and uh, Adam Finkel. If you remember Adam Finkel. Adam Finkel. Good old Adam. He Uh, was in so many of those pictures. Yeah, he really was. Um, So anyway, um, last thing is the, uh, the legislation that's out there. Um, The air board is actually asking in a unanimous vote is asking the governor, governor to veto a piece of legislation for the first time in a decade. So the bill passed by the House and Senate, which was HB 65, uh, would require the Division of Air Quality to permit wood burning even during mandatory no-burn days if the fire was used to cook. Basically, the reason they're saying you need to veto this is, one, it's 2017, and no one fucking uses a wood stove primarily to cook. They use other things. I was thinking, would a smoker be considered cooking with wood? Um, yes and no. It depends on the smoker. So, like, if you have an old school smoker that's actually, you know, just wood. Like, my smoker doesn't count. That's not the kind of thing that they're dealing with. They're talking about someone that fucking lights campfire in their backyard and uses that to cook. Like, on no burn days, you shouldn't be burning that stuff. Right. Our next door neighbors could conceivably, when they light their fire, cook on that thing. And they're like, well, we're using it to cook. And this is the problem, is it opens up this huge swath of area, of gray area, that now uh, they can't enforce these laws. So... I. I understand why they want the veto, and it's pretty crazy that the entire air board unanimously voted to ask the governor to veto something. They've never done that before, so or at least not in 10 years. So so hopefully he does it. Yep. So, uh, yeah, we got some more stuff coming up. I uh, hope you enjoy the show. But we wanted to spend some time today talking about food. We really like food on this podcast. I don't Yum. know if you guys have uh, <laughs> Easter candy figured that out. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even think about that that we were going to talk about food when, when I was talking about Easter candy. I just fucking love chicks and rabbits. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he came home. He was so proud. I was like, look, look at what two I, bags. I bought. I pre-bought them because I wasn't sure if they'd still be there, and so uh, I'm gonna save them. It's true. They so, are like making a minimal amount of those nowadays. Just, Did you eat them? I gotta tell you. So I'm like, I, uh, I got them so we could save them. This was Saturday, right? <laughs> Do you like them when they're soft or when they've been sitting in there soft, a little still? Soft. And so. <laughs> I only have half a bag left out of two bags. Are you fucking serious, dude? <laughs> That's awesome. <coughs> he told you if he I, buys the candy, just he means he's going to have to go buy time. more. It, it if does. he can find them. 
It does. So Salt Lake Magazine, which is actually a really cool publication. If you've never gone out and read any of their stuff, you, you should. Um, they just released an issue. Uh, and they rated the best uh, restaurants of 2017, Dining Awards. Um, so there's, uh, what issue was this in, Jess? Do you know? Was it just uh, I don't, February I don't know. I, yeah. Uh, so what do you guys want to talk about first? Do you want to talk about the uh, the basic awards or the Hall of Fame? No, let's talk about the basic ones first because yeah. they're super fancy. Not all of them are super fancy. Most of them are yeah, super Yeah, most fancy. of them are. So, uh, there's, and they're not, they're not really in categories, are they? They just named winners. Nope, they just winners. named winners. So, uh, you've got, uh, provisions, right? Yes. Um, which is, why the hell is my So, I think I've only here? been to one, two, I've only been to two of these restaurants. I've kind of been to two as well, if you count Winfrieda is at the farmer's market, because they have my most favorite eggs benedict in all of salt lake but mm-hmm. they only serve at the farmer's market you, as far as i know you've been to you've been more you've been to at least three right? himalayan stone kitchen ground. i'll tell you yeah you've been to himalayan kitchen mm-hmm. sure. i know himalayan kitchen. Ground. i've been to stone ground and uh copper onion. copper onion that's three i don't know if you i've been to stone ground yes we've taken cassie there twice for her birthday that's the oh, place that's about the Charlie pizza Chow's. place. It's uh, not pizza place. It's an Italian place. I about know, Charlie but it's Chow's. where the girls have pizza. Whatever. Um, anyway, so I have not been to Provisions. Uh, Provisions is American bistro type stuff, right? Like fresh farmers markets. Because that's the end thing. Uh, I like that they have the uh, the pictures of the chefs and stuff. So like Adam Finkel, dude's creepy looking. Um, Except for the photograph is by Adam. Oh, it was Adam's. Photograph. No. That's not Adam. Fink. No. <laughs> Shh. I'm a dumbass. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Um, but there's uh, Manolis, which is a Greek place uh, owned by a couple here in Salt Lake. Um, we have some really amazing Greek culture here. In Salt we Lake, do. We have really good Greek food, um, and they've all got pictures of the dishes that they've made. Um, you've got uh, Table X, which I've never been to. Um, where's Table X at? I don't remember. I don't know what kind of food is that. Uh, Delicious food. <laughs> uh, yeah, again, uh, Table X is, is also sort of Americanized food. Um, that's over on uh, like 14th East and 33rd South. Um, oh, look, all three of those guys are named Adam Finkel. <laughs> what the hell? They don't look anything like the other Adam Finkel. I quit. Dicks. Then we've got the Paris Bistro, uh, which is a, a French bistro. Um, really? Yeah, it's amazing. Oh, uh, weird. But tra- some traditional French, Texas? some tradi- <laughs> True. traditional uh, French cooking. Uh, of course, there's current fish and oyster, which I really I wanna, love that building. I need to go there so bad. I really want to go there, but it's so small. Like, it's not a very big place. Which is funny because from the outside, it looks huge. Yeah. Because it, it takes that whole corner of that block. But it is really small. That's the kind of place that you've got to have reservations for current. Like, and if you don't, just go to the Big O Donuts next door. <laughs> See, and I didn't even know current was current fish and oyster because I've only ever heard anyone refer to yeah. it as current. And, and current is, is started by some of the guys that used to run Forage. Yes. Oh, so not is, yet, but his not, other not peeps. yet, but his other partners. Um, so, and current has gotten a lot of accolades lately, and I hear it's freaking amazing. Uh, and then you have Frida Bistro, which is, I mean, Jess can talk about Frida Bistro. 
Well, only only at the farmer's market, though. I'm always on a mission to find the best eggs Benedict in Salt Lake. I have eaten a lot of eggs Benedict over the last year and a half. And by far, the one that they serve at the farmer's market, which they're not always at, is my favorite, hands so, down. So do you go just traditional eggs Benedict, or do you like spice it up with other stuff? It just depends on where I'm at. So again, I'm just going to say at Market Street... Their eggs Benedict's really freaking good when you get it with like crab or something. So, it's on my list. I had a crab one at Heaven Spoke. I bet that was good. It was, was because good. it was served with instead of English muffins, it was served with corn fritter pancake. Oh, Amazing! Man. Like uh, I just want a plate of those. So Frida Bistro, the interesting thing there is if you go to like Harmon's, I don't know if Smith's carries it, but if you go in, you go into like where the cheeses are, you'll see fresh tortillas, fresh tamales a lot of times from Rico's. Uh, Rico's. Mm-hmm. That's Frida That's Frida Bistro. That's the same guy. He makes all the Rico brand stuff. He started there. Actually. Rico. He's, he's, <laughs> no, no. He doesn't wish he doesn't wish he he'd come back to the van. I bet you could all over that mountain. Man, if, if I could go back to 1983, if the coach just would have put me in for that one play. <laughs> all roads, all roads leads to Uncle Rico. <laughs> Listen, it's going to be chocolate Easter lizards. Girls, girls, if you want to give this to your mom and then you go ahead and give me a call when you get a little bit older. <laughs> <laughs> Oh All roads. I uh, know. I think Easter lizards is still better. Uh, I'm not gonna write down uh, <laughs> All roads lead to Uncle Rico because that's <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> it's not though. Uh, uh, then we have uh, J and G Grill, which I've never heard of. There's quite a few in here that I haven't heard of before. Um, the the, the, the thing they have on there is a, a little it's a, it's bit a of lamb City. chops and I, lamb. Oh yeah, it's up in Deer Valley. That's why. Uh, I love lamb, and so I would probably go there just because I love lamb, and that's the dish there. I only like here. Greek carved lamb. And with these coming up, that is <laughs> apropos to eat lamb. That's why, a good word. Why is that apropos? Where did discuss that? Shouldn't we were doing rabbits? So look, <laughs> no, you're not doing that to rabbits. Chickens Easter and rabbits. rabbits is what you should be eating. Chickens and rabbits, not hams. Although I will say hams are amazing. So Easter, Easter's good. Oh, Easter lamb. Easter is very inclusive, though. But we're including we, pigs we and not, chickens. Can we not rabbits? Can we not pull fucking retail land and have Easter shit out before corned beef and cabbage day, which is coming up? Corned beef and cabbage day. Can we Patrick. officially call it that? I think we should because I, 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 I always will be, Chris will be making. I always make corned beef and cabbage, uh, usually for Sunday dinner, sometimes around uh, around St. Patty's Day, mostly because. You can't get a fucking corned beef brisket any other time of the year. Wrong. You know what? You cook them in your pressure cooker. They're amazing. Dude. Why don't you guys make some for our show on the 14th? That would be amazing. Because uh, we will just be getting back to town and I probably won't have time. <gasps> if I hell? could, maybe I'll make it for the next week. No? No. Nope. You don't think do so? Can't, no. It's too late? No, it's, it's not that it's not too late, but we might be off site that day. God damn it. Sorry. <laughs> That's all right. You guys are missing out, not me. Uh, <laughs> if I find it. it for you, you will make it. So I, I do like corned beef and cabbage. Uh, I like uh, Killian's beer. I do not Guinness. like going to Black a bar at all on St. Patrick's Day. It is nothing but fucking amateur hour. Well, yeah. Who doesn't want green beer? Watered down green so, beer. I will say, though, I, I went to... Um, we're on a little tangent in case you guys didn't notice. Uh, <laughs> I was in Chicago a few years back 
on St. Patrick's Day. Just by happenstance, I was there for, for business. Um, and I get to see them die the Chicago River. I bet that was awesome. It's really fucking cool. It was probably really cool they to watch. They dyed the whole river? Yeah, they do it every year. Yeah. They dye the river, That's so they, cool. put, they put a bunch of dye in the river upstream, and it flows down. And Were you able to actually see the like the process of it coming down or just green? Just green. Mm. But you can, if you stay, because you can see, like, you can see the green start to fade away as, as the dye kind of washes downstream. So I did see the dye come back. No, the other fish, fish bubble up. Dead. Are you kidding me? That river's so fucking polluted. There's no fish in it. I'm pretty sure there's no <laughs> The Chicago fish. River had so much industrial dumping back in, like, the 40s and 50s. So maybe instead of adding green dye, they just put a chemical that shows the true color of the river. <laughs> <laughs> I want to have that. I had this when I was in Dublin. They may and I get they're called boxy cakes and they're basically mashed potatoes that are made into like a little cake, like a little patty, and then they're deep fried. It was probably in my lifetime, no joke, one of the most amazing things I've ever eaten. Why don't you make one for us? I guess I could research it. There you go. Look, I didn't fight it. I just said I didn't fight it either. And then I'm like, well, I don't know. I won't be in town on time. We'll do it the next week. And you're like, nope, fuck you. You're done. (laughs) You're out. Piece of shit. Uh, So, wow. Next up on our uh, next up on language. (laughs) Yeah, you just made Horror Island flow right from me. Uh, Next up on the list is palate. Palate. Is that how you say it? Palate? Is it <laughs> payette? Pretty sure it's probably palate. Payette? I don't know. It's palate. Um, <laughs> these guys are like... They're going to listen to us. This is going to be awesome. They're going to fucking hate us. No. They'll think it's funny. Um, so, uh, palate... Like his name is Chef Buzz. Yeah, Buzz, Buzz Willie. That's a great name, Buzz Willie. That is Willie. a great name. That sounds like a, uh, a comic book hero or something. And Esther Emoten. <laughs> Emotep. 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 Not Emotep. She's not the fucking mummy, dude. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> um, well, it's the way you said it. So, creative comfort food is what, what Look, they're talking Adam about. Look, it's Adam Finkel again. <laughs> pieces of shit. <laughs> that might be the fucking name of the episode. <laughs> Adam Finkel. No, chocolate Easter lizard. Man, there's a lot of good shit here. Adam Finkel's going to love us after this episode. Finkel? Are you kidding me? Now we have to have Ace Ventura. <laughs> Think a Linehorn? Yes. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, You're welcome. If you don't know what that's in reference to, uh, you weren't born early enough. I was born early enough, and I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, HSL. Finkel is Einhorn. So, look, it's uh, Adam Finkel again. <laughs> Beat you to it, you fucking dickheads. Uh, Briar Hanley. Um, so, American Cuisine. Uh, this place is over on, four, this is 4th East and 200 South. Hey, that's right by me. Uh, you better go. I should. So, these are all hoity-toity places for the most part. Well, if I go by myself, I can afford it. Parsnip <laughs> bacon. Yeah, it looked good. Dish looks good. Uh, and then we have... Uh, We're going to jump to reader's picks next. No, Alamexo. I'm going to go through the top ones first. Okay. We're just going to name all of them. Figure we should give them all Alamexo. Equivalent. Alamexo. Alamexo, which is uh, Chef Matthew I Lake. wonder if it's like LMXO, you know, like... Dude, this Adam Finkel is really good at disguising <laughs> himself. I really... Their food sounds amazing. It does. It's another Mexican place. Um, <laughs> really? Alamexo? Well, you know. You never know. So. I wonder if it's like Alamexo. Like Allah. 
Like a la mode. It's like Albuquerque, Only Mexico. Mexico. The picture looks good. Yeah, it does look good. That looked like, uh, oh, I think mole. that was an enchilada mole. Yeah. Um, mole, 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 mole. Love mole. <laughs> uh, okay, so Himalayan <laughs> kitchen. What's your song, Jeremy? <laughs> mole, 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 mole. No, it's mole. from. It's from Red Iguana. Yeah. Oh, no, that's <laughs> Red Iguana is where they play my favorite song on that one. Yeah, yes. while you eat uh, mole. So Himalayan kitchen. I love Himalayan kitchen. Love I, Himalayan kitchen. I got to be honest with you, though. I don't think they're the best Indian food in the valley. I totally agree with that statement. Um, they're really good. Um, they're probably the best downtown. They have a really. They have one over in. Like Draper. Area. Yeah, uh, South Jordan area, yeah. and their staff is amazing. But I. I actually think, think um, there's a place out in Harriman called. I just. Gurus. I was just gonna say that. Spice House. Oh my gosh, yeah. my mouth! I can't um, even taste my mouth. I and here's. Whoa. <laughs> So here's what I here's so I love I love Indian food, um, and I like like I like the Bombay House, and I've eaten at a lot of other smaller Indian places, the Himalayan you know Himalayan Kitchen. You know, it's a good place when you're the only white people in there. That's it. So Saffron Valley uh, over on. No, we're talking about the place in Harriman. I know, but I'm also talking about Saffron Valley. When you go there for lunch and it's full of Indian dudes, like that's a good sign. It is. There's one on 39th South and like. Just above Seventh East, so maybe I it's eat like Indian food every day. That's really good yeah, Indian that, food that an Indian person took me to. So, but here's the thing. Here's why I like Guris myself. So, a lot of times when you go to an Indian place, if you're there, a lot of times when we go, it's, it's you know six or seven of us that go, uh, and we order a bunch of stuff and share it around the table. And one of the things that always strikes me is a lot of times, like it's subtle differences. You can't tell, you know, a non. Like me, I can usually tell, but someone say like Jeremy that doesn't eat a ton of Indian food, he can't tell. It's true. It all looks, t- it, it tastes different, but it all looks the same. I'm looking at the three bowls and it's like, um, this is masala. This is a korma. <laughs> this is something. Butter chicken. This is butter chicken. And truthfully, in a lot of Indian places, and I personally think Himalayan kitchen falls into this sometimes, not always and not all dishes, but it's hard to tell some of them apart. I've never had that experience at Gura's. They're There's also another one different. that is in a, a lot on 7200 South and like 7th or 9th East. I don't remember the East. But when you go eat Indian food, it's very regional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's The true. food in the West is going to be much different than the food in the South. And there is one restaurant in Salt Lake City that I know of that is a completely different region. And it is that one. And it is awesome I'll have to go and try they have really yeah. let's go they have well, good indian coffee and and, and gurus gurus has a, a big nepalese menu yes. that's separate from the rest of the indian fair so it's so and the people there are so nice too yeah, uh, but my t- mouth was on fire let me let me tell you off mike about that place i've got some interesting stories cool. um then we have copper onion which i've been to a couple times i really enjoy copper onion i do too um it's right there by the broadway theater um I have no complaints about it at all. Uh, then we have Tin Angel, and I've never eaten there, but I've wanted to eat there for a while. What's uh, Tin Angel? So it's on Fourth uh, South and across from Pioneer Park. Yeah. Hmm. So three sixty five West Fourth South. Um, it's uh. It's, cute. Uh, it's always packed though. Yeah, I mean it's, it's not a bad thing, really but busy. yeah, it's always really busy. Um, but it's you know it's it's artful food. It's uh, it looks good, and I've heard lots of good things about it. And clearly, and they only like, do brunch on Saturdays. Hmm. 
So, and then uh, just rounding out the top ones, we're talking about provisions. We have Tupelo. Uh, which I think I, that's Tupelo. 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 T-U-P-E-L-O. Tupelo. Duplo. It's like Duplo, but with a T. Uh, <laughs> hey, look it. It's Adam Finkel. It's Adam Finkel. A totally different person again. <laughs> he has a butt chin this time. So this is Matthew Harris. It's a... Um, Dixie Tinged Restaurant. Dixie so, Park City. So, so is that like Southern? So Southern, southern um, probably like Cajun-esque, Southern Cajun type there. food. It looks good. Uh, sounds like something I'd want to go, like a Bayou type style maybe. Not quite as Creole, but um, so sounds good. Adam Finkel's Adam, like woman. Look at, look at all these pictures Adam Finkel's got of himself. That's that probably maybe Adam Finkel a lot of I know. Publicity. We get them on. Uh, the last, <laughs> the last one there is Stone Ground, which I'm, I'm telling you, I've not found a better Italian place in Salt Lake. Paranoia. I still haven't found a better, par- you know, Italian place in Salt Lake. I love it. Their food is so good. I love the atmosphere um, there. It's kind of just a nice. It's dark. It's dark and, and quiet and mellow. They have and that it's not big central fireplace. Yeah. And, and I've never had a bad, bad meal we there. Have great, they have great service. So, uh, so they did some Hall of Fames. Um, so these are restaurants that they're just tired of giving awards to, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Uh, See, now I've been to more of these than I were to the top. I've been to uh, one, thus, two, thus three, why they are four Hall of Fame. Right. So you have Log Haven, which I still haven't been to. I have um, been. I was like supposed to do a wedding last year there, and the canyon caught a fire, and we had to move the wedding in like 15 minutes. Oh, oh wow. Right. And I'd like to go there sometime, and I, I probably I've will. I've been to Log Haven as just a restaurant and as a part of a wedding, and it's good. I've not been to Mazza, but I've heard really good things about Mazza. Have you guys been to Mazza? I haven't I been to Mazza. I haven't been to Mazza. I haven't been to I have been to Red Iguana. I mean, Red That's Iguana. Jeremy's restaurant. He uh, likes Red. all the songs there. <laughs> I love Red Iguana. I, I, the only reason I go is for the mole. I don't really care about anything else. I actually I one time. I actually had someone from out of state that I was talking to. Um, we ended up going to some stupid chain restaurant, and I, I was talking to him afterwards, and I said, if it had been my choice, I would not have gone to a chain restaurant. And he said, oh, yeah, I know. And he got talking. He said, you know what I really like is the red iguana. I'm like, well, why didn't we go there? Yeah, I mean, <sighs> red iguana is great. And they've been featured in a lot of magazines nationwide. Like, And I love that of... they're a tiny little dumpy place. Oh, yeah. And the, don't go to the second one. <laughs> but it's cool because it's like mom and pop and has yeah, it's like Yeah, it's like in an old house type and building. And the music is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Every song is Jeremy's favorite. A- Aristos, and I've been there once a long time ago. It's a, it's a little Greek place in Salt Lake. Uh, then, of course, Takashi, which I still haven't been to. It's We were going to have date night this last weekend, and then uh, Bree was sick all weekend. I so ruined his whole life. He, he, she ruined my date night. We were supposed to go see Lego Batman, have some sushi at Takashi, uh, and... You can never redo. We, oh, we will. Because I'm seeing But it's going to have to be like in several weeks because we have stuff planned. And I'm seeing and, I, and I'm eating at Takashi, so it's happening. Both <laughs> of those things. <laughs> squatters. Uh, squatters. Which squatters my kids is, insist on going to every con. You guys love it, but I. Squatters? I it's. Uh, for me, squ- I like squatters. Desert it, Pub is, I thought, was a really cool atmosphere. And I for like a, stuff. For a pub, I love squatters. I am not a huge pub fan. Like some pub fare I'm good with. Like if, if we had a really, really good Irish pub, 
Like, I just don't know that yeah, Irish pubs are that you, great. Just because you want to. But I would love, like, cabbage. a good Irish pub with, like, a like a shepherd. <laughs> 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 like, a good shepherd's pie or something like that, I would like. But, uh, so I love, I love squatters. They have really good food, but I find that there's only, I don't like going there all the time, right? Because I don't just like a burger. I'm not a burger guy. I like their meatloaf a lot. I like their mac and cheese with the andouille You like their assortment of beer. Yeah, and beer. But uh, So for a pub, that's my vote, hands down. I don't know that I like any other pubs better. I like Desert Edge. Yeah, I don't think I like them better. So uh, I like the Bohemian, but... Uh, but they're not really a pub. They are, but they're not because they're, they're German-style food. So it's yeah, not your typical... It's not your typical yeah, pub not food. Your typical pub fare, so. And then we have Hell's Backbone Grill, which I've never been to. I've never heard of this place. It's south either. in Moab, in the Moab area. That's probably why. <laughs> well, no, yeah, but usually, you know, you'd hear about it in touristy things, but I had never heard of it until this list. So I will probably have to go visit Hell's Backbone next time I'm in Moab yeah. seeing some of my clients, so... So the Reader's Choice throughout Utah. So they've mentioned HSL again. So what was that again? What was HSL again? It was a restaurant. Hoity-toity place. Hoity-toity restaurant in Salt Lake. I like hoity-toity places. Backbone's on there twice. Yes. Even Stevens is best quick eats, which is awesome. Yeah, and that's just down the street from me, and everybody at my work likes it. I've heard really good things about their sandwiches. So Well, not only are they local company... And their food is good, but they also, for every sandwich that is made, they donate a sandwich. I think they donated like thirty or 50,000 sandwiches last year. And I will I will actually also say along that same lines, Malawi's. I was if, just going to say, I wanna... got to eat there like live for once instead of just cold pizza that Chris brought back. <laughs> it was... <laughs> delicious. Yeah, so they're a, they're a, they're a you know, like... A, and beautiful. Think like I don't a, think you ever told me how awesome those restaurants are. Were decorated. Think like a California pizza, kitchen style pizza, like a really kind of gourmet California type of pizza, but absolutely mind blowingly good. Instead of like California pizza kitchen, which are usually. But the restaurant itself, too, is just kind of a fun experience. And the reason I bring them up with next to Even Stevens is they do a meal for meal program as well. So, for the reason it's called Malawi's is they donate meals to people in Malawi, Africa. That's awesome. Cool. So, so they actually have like pictures and stuff up on the wall. It's kind of fun. Painted Pony. Okay, but actually, I've been there. I'm just going to talk over Jeremy as well. St. George Painted Pony. (laughs) What's it like? <laughs> I think we all interrupted him like three times. It's because <laughs> it's his best restaurant, but okay, that so doesn't mean anything. What talking, kind of food is it? Dork. So, wait, which restaurant? Painted Pony in St. George. Yeah, <gasps> we're going to St. George. It's really good. Yeah, maybe we ought to go down there. We should write it's, that down somewhere because I'll forget. It's down there. I should in, take it's, the paper with you because I'll forget. Hey, why don't, would you put it in the uh, put a calendar invite in our in our calendars, babe? Invite what day? To dinner. Uh, I don't care. One of the days we're down there. Like probably it's Saturday. In the, it's in the old district where where they have the old houses that they've converted into restaurants. It's it's been a while. It's on it's on Bluff, I think. I want to say it's on Bluff Street. So yeah, see here we've also got. But uh, well, I I need to know what kind of food it is. What it oh, just says best pony? restaurant. Yeah, yeah, what is it? What kind of food? So what? Uh, you know, last time. Well, last time I went there, I had a steak. Great American. That's all we're going to call it as American. <laughs> Jeremy. It's St. George. 
It's probably not very ethnic. It's old people's Let's food. be clear. Yeah, it's probably is. It's just a steak. Um, so here they have uh, Bombay House is best Indian. And I think the reason Gura's is not getting recognition is it's relatively new and it's all the way the fuck out in the middle of nowhere. And they don't have there. Indian coffee. That's true. Don't. Bombay House has a really good Indian coffee. <laughs> I, I know a lot of people like their Indian coffee. Uh, best Chinese <laughs> restaurant, freaking Mandarin always wins. Not freaking Mandarin. And I'm telling you, it's not the best. It's not even close. No, but Mormons in Battleful really uh, like. They really Mandarin. do love the Mandarin. <laughs> Wait, it's, a, it's down the street from my parents' house. It's not, I grew up eating it. It's. I'm not saying it's bad. It's good food, but it's um, not the cute close little to the Asian best. lady that runs a restaurant next to my house, who was so sweet and gave me my very own set of chopsticks on Valentine's Day. Um, said that she likes what's it? Red leaf, red maple. Red maple. Yes. Yeah, that's one over on thirty fifth. And the you got the bowl of soup the size of your head. No, that is at Hot Dynasty uh, at Chinatown on State Street. So that's the one red that we maple. Went to for Mark's birthday. Yeah, red maple. Bigger than the size. Oh, yeah. yeah, bigger than my red, head. Red maple has really good dim sum on the weekends in the mornings. Um, for like their brunch. Um, if you can consider a Chinese place having brunch, but dim sum is dim sum is yeah. yeah. So, but they have a really good one. It's the old Marie Calendars building on yeah, like forty fifth South and I don't know somewhere west. It's by twenty seventh West, between twenty seventh West and like thirty first, yeah, or maybe it's on thirty. That's our, our old hood, huh, Brenda? Mm-hmm. I don't remember. It's somewhere down there. It's, it's by really the good. it's by the driver's license division. But Hub, Hub and Spoke was best comfort oh, food. Nice. Um, Ruth Steiner. Ruth Steiner was voted best bre- best breakfast. I don't agree with that. I like. Do I like Hub and Spoke better, because the manager always comes to the door and gives me a cup of coffee while I'm standing there waiting. You know why he table. does that? Because you're there awesome. like three days a week. No, I've only been two times. <laughs> <laughs> but so I gotta tell. Waffle I gotta tell this. I gotta tell this story because so Jess Jess does most of our producing. By that I mean. She All gets our it? she gets our guests like ninety eight point nine percent. She schedules our guests if we have events that we're going to. She usually gets all that stuff together for us. Um, and uh, Jess kind of stalks a lot of people in the local scene. <laughs> so w- what I mean is like she's at the farmers market every weekend. They all know her by name. They've like got her shit ready for her before she gets to their booth type of thing. So anyway, so we're at Wizarding. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, we're at Wizarding Days. And uh, she goes, I hear that my licorice place is here. I'm like, yeah, it's over. It's over here. I always wanted to try this stuff. She's like, oh, my God, I love it so much. That lady loves me. And I'm like, what? She's like, yeah, I talk to her all the time. <laughs> I like stalk her. I go to every event that she's at and buy her licorice. 2016, that's all I ate was, was <laughs> licorice from Spain. <laughs> and, so, and it is really, really good licorice. She imports it all from Spain. I did. But we get up there, and like she's in the middle body. of talking to someone and waves to Jess. <laughs> like, and then like she just has this long conversation with Jess, ignoring potential customers because she likes Jess so much. Uh, but she's going to be at Comic-Con at Fanex. Yeah, which is uh, totally awesome. And I'm telling you, go try her licorice. Because mm-hmm, I broke really my good. diet so that I could eat the licorice and it's that really good, isn't because it? Because it was so good. That's why I brought, yeah, that's why last week I brought you a salad because Chris said that you were eating healthy. So. I am. <laughs> and, that, and he said, no, Bree's not going to eat the licorice. That is well, the I didn't only, think she would, but she did. That's, and that's why I got that I need to try. She uh, had the watermelon one. I don't like, like actual licorice. black licorice. Oh, so right. I had the watermelon one, but I ate the whole thing. That's right. Not at one sitting. 
ate it half and really half. don't stock them. <laughs> but it was it's the only thing that I've broken my She's like, for. I almost came to her house once. Well, she met me because I ordered a bunch of licorice for an event, and she met me down the street from her house at the mm-hmm. Sandy Library. Mm-hmm. It's true. Anyway. So, yeah. Uh, thanks to Salt Lake Magazine for uh, letting us steal all your content uh, this mm-hmm. week. <laughs> Well, I wouldn't say we stole all uh, their content. The only, the only one that I'm going to disagree with is the best lunch at Plates and Palettes. It's a tiny place in Bountiful. And I read that as Plates and Pilates every time I see it. <laughs> that's what I, I thought know, I read. I know my time. aunt and uncle love it, but like I'm telling so you, many better places. That's a terrible name for a restaurant, be- especially in this day and age, because all Plates I see and- is plates and pilates like, what are you fucking doing like the weird like pilates row machine and then you're like fucking eating a burrito afterwards like, <laughs> yeah like, they don't that's the kind of place i want to go to yeah, <laughs> ball instead of a chair yeah and you got <laughs> you got the fucking like a belt around your lap that's got the tray on top of it so you so you're like working on your yeah, balance oh, yeah. your dexterity oh, yeah. <laughs> and if you fall your food falls all over you gotta buy another meal it's a pretty good business model but <laughs> maybe we should work on that <laughs> plates and pilates jesus <laughs> Weirdo. I think you're probably the only person that thinks that. No, I thought it was Pilates too. See, it's not just me. Okay, maybe it's just guys. It's a guy thing. It's a guy thing. We like our chocolate Easter lizards too. <laughs> I'm really gonna talk. I would totally eat a, a chocolate Easter lizard. But if Uncle, <clears throat> you know, if Uncle Rico was there, would you still eat it? I don't know who that is. Oh yeah, Uncle she doesn't Rico? like Napoleon Dynamite. I I have a really hard time with. Um, gosh, obviously, like obviously stupid people. You drink and so watching whole movies because you think you're fat. <laughs> you drink whole milk because, <laughs> like, <laughs> so, <you're right>. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just I can't watch them. They just they just make me angry. I brought you a delicious bass. <laughs> What I love is he's got the bass in his locker all day, and it's the end of the school day when he gives it to her. He's like, I got your stuff in my locker. Can you come get it? Because I don't have enough space for any nunchucks. Guys, Brie hates dumb movies. That's just what she said. I do. Well, I don't know. Do you have any skills? What do you mean? I have nunchucks, though. Because girls only like girls like, like skills. Like bow staff skills or something? I have bow staff skills, too. Did we just become best friends? <laughs> So, in other words, I have tons in common with him because I have nunchucks and which I is, have a bow Which staff. came first? Was Napoleon Dynamite first or was Step Brothers first? Because Napoleon they totally Dynamite. say yeah, I hate that, that movie Step Brothers. They do. It was Napoleon Dynamite. And I hate that movie, too. That's because you hate all good things except me. <laughs> I just, I have just the hardest time with people in movies. I know that it's just acting where they're just like insanely stupid and maybe it's because i deal with insanely yeah, stupid don't be people of hot babes online all day just got a po because she hasn't sent me a full body shot <laughs> <laughs> the other fucking oh song. i think the i just saw the whole show the wedding song at the no, end no you need to dance i love technology, technology. <laughs> <laughs> I just what is it? I just tried to choke Napoleon. on Napoleon. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! All right. <laughs> With us today we have uh, Tracy Rolf again. How are you, Tracy? Hi, it's good to be back with you guys. Thank you for inviting me along again. So, for those of you that are, you know, buttholes and didn't listen to us before, <laughs> um, if you go back, I don't even remember which episode it was. Uh, do you know, Jess, what episode it was? 
You don't even have your mic near you? Nope. <laughs> she reaches across. <laughs> she, reaches across. And I, she doesn't even want to participate. She's just put the mic up. She's like <laughs> 10 feet away from it. She's not going to talk. Um, <laughs> what about October or November? When yeah, yeah, so well, the, the string. It was about yeah. the beginning of October. So the string of Halloween episodes that we did from the Halloween Expo, the Utah Halloween Expo, uh, we had the pleasure of interviewing uh, Miss Tracy Rolf. 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 Man, I cannot say anything today. I know. Um, I think last first time I came, you called me Rachel. No, I did well, not you call you Rachel. Rachel. <laughs> Someone called me Rachel. <laughs> that was probably Josh. I absolutely <laughs> did not call you Rachel. I guarantee that was not me. Um, anyway, uh, she is a uh, an author from uh, the great UK, somewhere around there, probably in England itself proper, I'm guessing. Yeah. Is it Wales? I don't know where you're from. Wales? Wales. Yeah, I'm, I'm from England. Whenever I come over, I always say that I'm from London because most people know London. Although I was born in London when I was a kid. Uh, but I now live in Essex, which is just outside That's London. Right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And a lot of your, a lot of your work is kind of inspired by the history of the area yeah. you live in, right? Yeah, it is. Uh, my, my town, um, in Essex is really old town. It's the high street is 10th century. And, uh, we have a little white witch shop there. That's so amazing. And, uh, yeah, uh, the, the white witch shop actually, I would say, goes back to early 1900s, the shop itself, so it's a really old shop. It used to be, apparently, before it was a white witch shop, it was a shoe shop. Hmm. So, quite different from so selling magic. A cobbler. Stuff. And for a those cobbler, of you... A real yeah. cobbler. For those of you... <laughs> I take my shoes to a cobbler. To yeah. Right. Yeah. Get them repaired. I've taken mine there, too. Uh, they don't exist very, very many places. And when they go to sleep, elves actually do all the work. <laughs> I've been told. You should yeah. write books. <laughs> you've, ever, you've ever watched uh, the elf, elf with yeah. Elf Errol. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. That's one of the jobs that elves get. They uh, can make cookies and trees, which is very hazardous. Oh, yes. Because right. of the fire. And then uh, they can be uh, cobblers. Yeah. Or uh, work with Santa. You're in my world, though, aren't you? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Magical fantasy, <laughs> make believe. Yeah. And I was just going to say for our listeners, because uh, you know us Americans, we don't we're steeped in in lots of history, but tenth <laughs> tenth century uh, we didn't exist. <laughs> so. huh. Yeah, we're, I think we were invaded. We were invaded in the 10th century, so, uh, yeah. by William the Conqueror. Yeah, at least once, right? At least once, yeah. We invaded everybody else after, but. Yeah, I mean, yeah. England, you guys are like the, you guys are the colonist kings. I mean, you have colonies there. I mean, you had part yeah. of China. You yeah. had a whole country in India for the longest time, only yeah. just recently. The, the, you guys don't have them anymore. And, um, so. Uh, we're talking you to you today, mm. Tracy, because you have another new book coming out, right? I, I do. Yeah, I've been really busy since I I last uh, had a chat with you last year. And and really quick, why uh, why are you back? Why why were you here? What came up oh, just last yeah, weekend? Oh yeah, I I was here for Wizarding Days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it, which was so it was great. I just so enjoyed it, and uh, Valerie and her team were just just amazing. Yeah, it, it was so successful. For their uh, inaugural run, how do you think it went? For her? For the inaugural run. Oh, of the I, I thought it was days. great. Yeah, I, I can actually see it um, getting bigger and bigger and bigger. It, it was, and to have, uh, you know, stalls and boobs that were about magic and wands. And uh, I think it's fantastic. I mean, things in England, events in England that are based around magic and stuff are always really successful. So, yeah, and it was a great place, obviously, for me to be with my uh, White Witch books. Perfect place for me, yeah. So, and, and, and these books are kind of uh, 
Explain them, I guess. I, I, I don't know the best way to explain it. And, and you yeah, well, they are a bit different because they are magical fantasy, but they're, they're, the difference is that they are based around history as well. They're based around English history and witchy history. Um, and book five, which is The White Witch is Spitting and the Curse of Pendle Hill, I, I actually got the idea from uh, the Lancashire Witch Trolls of 1612 um, which 10 people were hung as part of the witch trials in, in at that time. And uh, in 2012, I think it was, uh, in Lancashire, an old cottage was unearthed, actually was in the hillside. And they believed that it actually belonged or it used to be uh, the home of an old witch called Old, old Demdike back in the 1600s and wow. that really inspired me to write this story yeah because there were two families apparently there was the southerns and the whittles and these two families they had two women in their 80s that were very powerful uh well-known sort of witches as part of the community and for many years the both of the families were at loggerheads and uh yeah so it's it's a, it's a really great story so although my character isabel ashwell that's who runs all the way through my books she's still obviously in the book but she time travels back to a portal back to 1612 oh wow yeah cool. so, so these are these are young adult novels I, I, <laughs> yeah, well, back in children. 2007, I would say to you, yeah, they're for kids. But now I, uh, I've got such a massive audience now of adults. And whenever I do book signings back in the UK or back here, I, a majority that come up are adults. Yeah. So, although kids are reading them, yeah, but a lot I'm, of women I'm so of happy certain about ages that. And <laughs> Why did you look at well, me? Because you read these books. <laughs> I, I would probably. By the Twilight series, the Harry Potter books, which your daughter yeah. took which to my daughter took to college with her. Um, I know. I was just thinking we probably need to to right. get her the first one and. Right. See what she thinks. Yeah. My, yeah. my 19 year old is a voracious reader. Oh, we should probably enjoy them. Is it true that the Twilight saga comes from? Utah? Yeah, yeah, the author's from <laughs> yeah, Utah. Yeah, I never She's knew Mormon. that. It's so interesting. Yeah, yeah. It, if you know much about Mormon culture, there's a lot of Mormon no. undertones in the books. Right. So, oh, is there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's interesting. Okay. Um, there is. In I thought you going to say there's a lot of Mormon vampires. <laughs> 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 so. <Okay. laughs> No, I, I, it's yeah. a guilty pleasure of mine. I, I yeah. don't like to admit it very often, but I, I do. Okay. And I have read them more than once because they're really simple, fast, easy reads. And oh, so if I'm just looking for, I don't want to think. I just kind of want to. Yeah, just, it's escapism, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So would you define your books as like high magic, high fantasy, or more like maybe like Arthur, Arthurian uh, magic, which is not as high magic i mean wh where would you kind of i've never been asked that question before that's that's really interesting so are they like like harry potter level yeah. where there's tons of magic everywhere yeah, or right. is it is it more much subtle. more subtle where you know like I, I think it's 50 50 i think it's half and half because obviously when my character isabel when she she comes across certain situations and she has to deal with the bad guys then the magic starts so i think it's 50 50 definitely yeah, but I think the most important thing because they are um, they're very educational for the for uh, for readers as well. So, <laughs> um, great, great. Uh, so, where can people find the book? 
They they are online, uh, which is the best place, which I tend to have uh, most people going on to Amazon.com, or, uh, which will be for you guys, Amazon.co.uk, but they are all over the internet. They are actually in a, a shop here, We Witches 3, which I believe is in. We Witches 3. Mm, that's a fantastic shop. I'm actually doing the book signing there Saturday. Oh, great. Uh, this, yeah. this coming Saturday. Yeah, you so head it's back. Magna, Magna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're yeah. next to Magna. Um, Magna's just, just over there. Oh yeah. well, that's where I'm going to be. Just be careful. You can walk across the road. Don't mm. take any crack when people offer. You <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've got it in the I UK. I wondered why people were offering me this. Yeah, yeah. Don't. If I don't it, need that. Like I, if it looks kind of like sugar, but a little bit bigger crystals, <laughs> just say no. You don't want methamphetamine. That's <laughs> why people are always happy, right? Okay. I mean, you get, if if they offer you a joint, go ahead and smoke the pot. I, no, no, I don't. No, I don't. I mean. Don't get caught doing it because it's still a crime here. <laughs> so you guys realize that she's doing the premiere of this book here. She hasn't even done yes. it in the UK yet. No, no. Ooh. So I, they, you're premiering it in Utah. Yes, here. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Premiere yeah. books. I don't know. Is that? Yeah. Well done. <laughs> you do your research. I like that. Um, yes, I, I, I brought so many copies over here and launched it here and when i go back home to england on saturday i'm doing the book launch in and actually this is the most exciting book launch i've that i've done so far um because on the cover the, the cover is amazing of of, of the curse of pendle hill and the actual artist of this cover is a lady that owns the white witch shop which this oh that's awesome yeah that's which really cool. this book is about yeah, and i'm really so cool. thrilled about that and also as well i will be holding the book launch at the white witch shop oh that's so, so much fun incredible. that's really cool yeah, it's I'm like down the street from your house right it, so. well i could i could walk it yeah yeah it's a stone's throw from where i am so i'm just thrilled about this book launch i really am and then there's going to be a six book, but that won't be to the end of the year. But I've that's finished; it's done. So are are there? Are, are you self published, or do you yes, have a, a publisher? Yeah. So it's I, all self published. <laughs> you know, if if people come up to me and they say, "Look, I oh, you know I want to self publish," and it, would you advise it? And I would say, "Yeah, do it," because it's but it's hard. It's it's a hard journey. But I I'm so pleased that I did it back in 2007 because things have just. Uh, you know, just taken off amazingly. But I've put in a lot of hard work for that, for this to happen. Oh, yeah, I bet. yeah, I bet. yeah. But it's my baby. But I've got friends that are mainstream published. And in all honesty, I've, I've book signed, uh, with, with people that are mainstream published and, and we're not really any different. You know, I think the main difference is that I put all my energy into selling this book, getting this book out there. And, um, yeah, I, I really don't feel that it's any different at all, the journey, really. So I'm pleased that I, that I did. Yeah. Have you, do you have your, uh, different artists for each? book and how do you I how do. do you find them i for my for my first two it's been a real learning process because uh the first two were actually published by a, a publishing company by uh a self-publishing company and the graphics on the book were to be honest not exactly to my liking <laughs> but i can't draw at all i'm rubbish <laughs> i cannot draw i wish i that i cooked it's an amazing gift uh so they did it they did the first two covers and then after that i actually published the books on my own and so i found artists to do the covers that's and great. I, yeah and i think that's why the covers are from after the first two books are, are, are so 
So do they actually read the manuscript in the book before you do yeah. that? Or? Yeah, they do. But I, I'm laughing to myself because <laughs> the curse of Pendle Hill, I, I, um, I didn't give, uh, the, the blurb to, uh, Debbie who, who did this cover for me. And I just said, look, it's an old ruined building set in this hillside. And that's, that was all I said to her, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> which wasn't a great, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, uh, sort of like introduction to the book. But she came back with a cover and she, she just it's amazing it's like she was sort of tuned into me she knew what to what to um what to you know create that's great yeah that's great. yeah i'm thrilled so uh you've got one more of these is it already done yeah did you already write yeah, it i finish it i i've i think this book six i've got the title but i might i might change it <laughs> <laughs> but you have written the whole thing yeah Oh, okay. We're going to yeah. have to Skype her in for yeah. that one. I know. Yeah, uh, yeah, we do. I'd love just to come, do that. just yeah. come back. Yeah. Well, <laughs> come, are you coming just back? For right? Yeah, just for a podcast. Just for a podcast. It's got to be warmer next time. I didn't well, I mean, we have, snow. we have plenty of events that she can come to. You'll be back to, for yeah. Halloween There's Expo, lots right? Of effects. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I'm not going to be back this year. I've got a lot happening at home this year. Yeah, but I think, you know, like coming back for a Comic Con or something like that would be a good Yeah, that would be good. So, now that you've gotten all those written, yeah. obviously they're not all published yet. What mm-hmm. what else is on the docket? I'm sure you're writing I, still, right? Yeah, I'm. When I uh, this is what I'm saying. I've got a lot going on because <laughs> when I get back, I'm going to be starting to uh, on a, a sitcom with a friend of mine. I want to go into TV and to write a drama or something for uh, British, you know, TV. Yeah, wow. some, something I've wanted to done for a long time and uh, I've spoken, you know, you, you chat with people and you're like, yeah, we must do that. We must do that. And this is, we've been talking about this. Me and my friend Lind, uh, is also a, a children's author for about five years. <laughs> and, um, so that's, yeah, we're going to get together for a couple of days and just, uh, yeah, get some ideas down. Fun, mm, fun. Yeah, so probably script writing. That's why I went into Crit, you know, Crit Killen. Mm-hmm. That's why I went into his, uh, uh, his DNA yeah, panel, yeah, well, was yeah. awesome. Yeah, I went into because he's just a, a mindful of information and, oh, yeah. and experience. Uh, I also did actually run a workshop. Did you know from no. there as well? Yeah, from Wizarding Days, I ran a creative writing workshop. That's when I awesome. Was there, which That's was awesome. which was brilliant. I love doing workshops. Uh, great. So I, I'm curious because you. Been to Utah twice now, right? This <laughs> yes. Your second time here yes. in the same year, which is which is kind of odds. <laughs> well, it's not the same year. No, it's last it's year. A different year. Yes. Okay, yeah. within six months. From September <laughs> to September. <laughs> 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 fairies and the goblins. You're still in another time frame. But, uh, <laughs> what's what's been your favorite thing other than the cheesecake factory? <laughs> the cheesecake factory. <laughs> well, other than cheese, what, what, what has been your this favorite podcast? Thing? Of course. Oh, I have to, yes. This podcast. <laughs> I wasn't paid to say but that. I'm this ass- podcast. I'm assuming you've gotten to go out and do a few things other than just book signings and, and shows, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> She's been to Arctic Circle. Yeah. Arctic Circle. But she didn't Ice have the Dunford chocolate. No, chocolate. I had the cookie dough yes, ice cream. No. I had the cookie dough Fail. <laughs> So, what's your favorite thing about Utah so far that you've experienced? I, I, and this might sound a bit cheesy, but I do mean this has been the people. Because everybody, wherever I've gone, people have been so warm, so friendly, just so accommodating, so kind. And, um, and that's true. Everyone's just been so lovely. So yeah. when you go back, what yeah. do you tell people that they have to do when they come to Utah? Go cheesecake factory. <laughs> <laughs> that is not a Utah original. <laughs> 
Maybe you should get a... No, I mean, I've been up to the mountains as well with a friend of mine. We went up to the mountains, which was beautiful at the same time, very scary, because all the water, the river, it looked like it was going to oh, come over. With all the flooding. Yeah, yeah. a bit scary. Um, and that, but that was stunning. Yeah, it, it's, um, Utah is a stunning place. And when I actually fly in on my Delta Atlantic flight for nine hours, forever long. <laughs> forever long, watching 10 movies. Um, when I, when I fly in, the first thing I see are the mountains and the lakes and it's just breathtaking. It really is. Yeah, and with the snow on the it's, mountains yeah, and it's the white. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's stunning. It's a stunning place. It's, it's, it really is beautiful, Utah. Anybody else? We're all looking at Chris. <laughs> looking at me. I've been asking. I know all the you're questions. so thorough. <laughs> I, you know, just asking things I want. You've to been know, hit so. her with a question she didn't know about. Yeah, we always like that. Yeah, I, I like try. that. I try. <laughs> well, Tracy, it's been great talking with you again. It's a pleasure. Um, thank you. Always lovely to talk to you. Oh, thank you so Listen much. Listen to your accent. Next time you come back to Utah, <laughs> feel free to let us know. And I will. When yeah. you're ready to release the next book, uh, yeah. let us know, and we'll we'll, we'll have Skype you on. Skype in. Yeah, with Skype. Yeah, I I would really love to do that. Yeah, yeah. I'm pleased that you like my accent. Actually, that's the thing. When I was at Wizarding Days, there were so many people coming up to me saying. Could you please stand on my stool and talk to me all day? <laughs> <laughs> Does that get old? No, it's lovely. Yeah, because when I go back home, no one takes a blind bit of notice of my accent. Well, so. at Wizarding Days, it, it's, it makes it a little extra magical because it was yeah. so Harry Potter centric. Yeah, that was that it. Yeah, I, I was asked, I don't know how many times by children to say, you're a Leviosa. wizard, Harry. No, no. <laughs> no, oh, Leviosa. Yeah, no, you're a wizard, Harry. Yeah, that was that was Aww. it. Yeah, can you please say you're a wizard, Harry? Which I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one more thing, actually, um, yeah. before we go, which is interesting. I was telling the kids this, and they were just quite stunned. The white witch shop that I told you about, um, that my book is based upon, she uh, actually owns the original Harry Potter broomstick that was in the film. Oh, oh that's, that's the cool. original. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. So that's whenever really I cool. go in that white witch shop. There is, you know, when the scene where he says up, up, and uh-huh. the broomstick goes up, she has that broomstick. Does she have oh, it displayed cool. then at the it's shop? It's displayed in the shop, yeah. So when people go to England, go and visit White Witch, because it's a, you know, that's my book. She is a tourist spot. She is. I went to the, I went to the elephant cafe, whatever it's called, that she wrote them at while I was in Scotland. You did? Uh-huh. Fantastic. I, I was like, oh, hey. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's an incredible author. All right, Tracy, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much, guys. Have, have a, a good uh, trip back. It's been a pleasure. Back. Thank you. Everybody well, get the fuck out of our house. Tracy, <laughs> no, we should thank Tracy for being part of our show. Oh, yeah. For being so gracious and sharing and our show with And coming all the friends. way from the UK just to be at our show. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, she's really crazy. She's awesome. <laughs> she's from Essex. So go out and buy her new book. Um, buy all of her books. Get them on Amazon. Uh, but her new, but her new book won't be out till what did she say, March nineteenth. So we'll make yeah, sure to Amazon. repost that. But you got some time. You got some time to. Uh, so you can read, read, all, read all the old ones, yeah. So it's Tracy Rolf, T R A C E Y, R O L F E. It's English, and it's, so it's the white ridiculous. And then it's the White Witch of Spitten uh, is the series. Uh, the White Witch of Spitten and the Curse of the Bindle way she Hill. says it actually sounds much better. Yeah, the way you sound like I didn't even recognize it with you saying it. You know what? Fuck you guys. <laughs> 
<laughs> and getting him. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, seriously, I'm going to go have a conversation with Adam Finkel about some chocolate Easter lizards. Laces <laughs> out. Uh, you can find us on uh, Facebook, the New Utah Podcast, uh, at TNU Podcast on Twitter, or the New Utah Podcast. Two- <laughs> <laughs> the the new new our, our website, which is uh, The new wordpress.com um, and uh, yeah, that's about it. Uh, like us on on Facebook. Please share our uh, our stuff out. That's that's what helps us the most. And then you know, leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. That would be very helpful if leave you like. Leave us a review on Facebook. Uh, if you don't like what you hear, uh, leave us a five star review and tell us we're assholes. Uh, <laughs> I'm okay with that. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's it. Jeremy's trying to say something. I was just gonna say good night. Oh, see, I could. How could good I night. get in to say that you're trying to say something before you actually got in to say something? It's cool. <laughs> Sorry, I just went <laughs>